0: Well, we are back. Huh? We're back at the 9 Club everybody. We got a special special guest. Hell yeah. Mr. John Buscemi. Who the hell is that is here? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be saying the same thing. Are you kidding me, dude?
1: John Buscemi. I feel like this is the this is the part of the trajectory of the of the show, uh-huh. like the first, you know, the first year or two where mm-hmm. it's like, you know, the, ep- the oddball episode, you know what I mean? I'm that, like, <laughs> I'm the, I'm, I'm the uh, exactly, I'm like the one like, what? Like, but okay, you're, 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 and then people start to question it a bit, you know, right. like, I don't know about this show anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not but true. But
0: meanwhile, your episode has like 300,000 views. Yeah, you know? exactly. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah.
1: hopefully, hopefully. Uh, no, no but it, that's the best it, thing about skateboarding, it goes, it's it's a it's a tree. Yeah, right. that's right. The core is the trunk yeah but there's a lot of a lot of branches a lot, lot of leaves. branches out there yeah, yeah. You know, we're it up. you know you get up to 500 500 episodes here there's gonna be a lot of randos I, like me on <laughs> it <laughs> for
0: sure yeah. you're you're not a random you <laughs> no. you uh well listen we're gonna find out you know Fucking john buscemi grew up in new york city That's right, right. Grew up with. I'm uh, an enigma of the skateboard industry. Yeah, you never really chased the dream, but you were there with everybody, right? Um, Gino, I Keenan. was. I was a
1: dream chaser. Yeah, I was. Ch- I was chasing other people's dreams. <laughs> you know, the story's probably the same for most people. You know, that got into skateboarding in like the late '80s, '87, mm-hmm. '88, whenever I started. You right. Know? But we were talking about this before the amount of skateboarders that don't make it to i mean it's 99 percent. you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah, like yeah. they're the you're you guys are the you know you guys the, are the one percenters we're
0: the one percenters yeah right i wish i was a one percenter in a different category right. yeah.
1: but <laughs>
0: that's true i
1: think i'm the second one percent yeah i got so lucky to be able to be you know For what Gino did in his career, like we were all brought, we 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 were brought along for that ride. Keenan Huff, yeah, you know, yeah, that was like we we were a part of that. It's like the whole team won, you know. Yeah, we 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 were along for that ride. Right,
0: right. I'm saying, but a lot of other people too. I mean, the I mean, like Harold Hunter, probably for sure. I mean, that was like the extended fan. Like the the New York skateboard scene was tiny,
1: man. Yeah, like tiny. Right. You know, you saw everyone at every demo, every contest, whatever, every NSA contest. You, okay. know what I mean? you knew Bam was going to win it and his dad was filming it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, seriously. yeah, No, seriously. Right. And he would be buying sandwiches for everyone after. <laughs> you know, I I never entered the contest. It was like Gino or Keenan ent- entering the contest okay. just because it was like that, like, like sponsored AM contest, NSA shit. Yeah. Yep. And it was like, you'd get to the contest, Bam would be there with his dad he'd enter street vert and mini ramp and win all three of them all three and just wow. fucking annihilate everyone seriously no, seriously yeah, yeah. and he was you know four feet tall four feet tall but you know like you've talked to gino before you know? yeah he's not a contest skater keenan wasn't a contest skater Mm-mm. they tried and they'd like they'd have their moment during the minute and a half dude a minute and a half fucking or whatever it was it was yeah. insane yeah. <laughs> i mean you see even the street league now it's completely yeah. insane to have that type of consistency. Oh, for sure. It's ridiculous. Right, right. But back then, like there was dudes like Bam and I forget the guys' names, but that had that back then, yeah. which was psycho. But then in the in the parking lot like Andy Stone and scott johnson and fucking gino or whoever was like they were crushing people's lives (laughs) you know what i mean you you know what i mean yeah
0: you grew up in such a great fucking era great time out there you know with those dudes and everything yeah it
1: was uh it was amazing to be a part of that ride you know and film helping film Mm. these guys and being a part of you know just seeing the first box come like the tracker box you know like yeah. oh, like we all won like, yeah. let me get let me get a sticker you know what i'm saying because back then we didn't have any money like to have a board you know you had your notus mini for like six months with fucking duct tape all over it and then like yeah. your boys getting like four boards you're like let me get Dude, one what the fuck? yeah and like to be able to have one back then it was it was it was insane yeah but you know what i mean for yeah. sure having a new bo- do you remember i mean it's so amateur to talk about this but <laughs> to remember like getting a board like mm-hmm. just to, getting a new board was like it's the best feeling and didn't happen often well what was your favorite company back then did you have did you guys have well i started in 80s like back half of 87 mm, early okay. oh the summer of 87 or 88 was really i think when i got my first board it was It was so terrible, It's so embarrassing. (laughs) I had a Dwayne Peter Skull Skates board. Oh wow. Which was like a fucking like pool, killer pool deck. Why did you get that? What did you? I'll tell you why. (laughs) Okay, the The skate shop in my town was called East Meadow Mower and Bike. Okay, bike shop. Okay, bike shops and mower, dude. (laughs) Lawn mowers. (laughs) Lawn mowers, bro. Like the sickest lawn mowers and then bikes. So, what you walk the okay. sickest lawnmowers. What do you mean? Like, any East Coast kid, man, any East Coast kid yeah. has the same type of thing. It was a bike shop oh, yeah. with the shitty, you know, yeah. with the shitty board wall, <laughs> okay. And then, like, one little sliver of, like, next to the cranks or whatever, or, or the bear trap pedals, it was like wheels and trucks. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. Or they were already set up, which was like, no. But it wasn't great. No. And then you had Harrow okay i don't know if you remember harrow harrow made bikes. bikes so if you were in a bike shop they had the harrow skateboards oh, and they were actually yeah. pretty dope okay. the harrow flight deck yeah. right it was pretty dope board and then there was a bunch of pool skaters in long island i guess and mm-hmm. there was like a bunch of pool board like big hunky nine inch fucking monsters
0: and you gravitate i just the- grab <laughs> i gravitated
1: towards this black board it was black it had the white skull on it it was just better than the rest of the crap that was in okay. there I guess and it had some cachet to me yeah and I got it
0: <laughs> <You> got it
1: <laughs> I just got it and I did a lot of power slides the, yeah I mean though that was that era like go as fast as you can and do a like Back power slide. The longest slide, you know. slide possible. Yeah, the right. longest
0: slide possible. Wow. And then maybe ollie up a curb. Were you measuring the power slide? How many feet do you, do you know? What was the longest? <laughs> At least 20 feet. 20 feet? What? 20 feet. That's probably a 20-footer. really footer. gnarly. 20 Especially footer. with no hills, right, in New York. Like, I mean, we'd yeah. have a little... It, that would be
1: on, like, a little berm, you know? Okay. A little hill. Yeah. A little hill. <laughs> but the funny thing is, skateboarding in New York was so... I mean, maybe in California... I mean, everyone's has their own experience, but we know the California experience, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like it was a little bit different. If you had a skateboard in 1987, it was like everyone on the block had one probably, for, right? For sure. You right. know, in New York, it was like the banana board mm-hmm. and then like nothing. And then back in the the mid eighties, like with, you know, Gator, Hosoi, oh, yeah. it was yeah. like, yeah. and to have a board, like it came along with this whole other thing. It was like a let. Like, it wasn't just like having the, it was like your life, you were this alien person. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And that's how we felt. And then we were like in these little packs. I remember, I remember this guy, Mike Janicek. It's fun. I hope he's listening. (laughs) Because I haven't talked to this guy in like fucking 30 years, probably. I don't know who got you guys into skateboarding, but... We were we were getting into it a little bit, but then it was this alien. I call him an alien. He landed in our town. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? straight up, like right? straight up, landed in our town with the fucking flop the the blonde flop op shorts was he 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 from the west coast from the west coast and he was a military military brat so in uniondale westbury area where we grew up in long island in Mm -hmm. new york there was a military base like marines and navy i think okay and this dude just like moved into our town went to our school showed up to school like 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 those old like tony hawk vibes yeah you know the flop bright clothes and a skateboard and we're just like like a zombie <laughs> to this kid. Really? And we just like gravitated. It's like sixth seventh grade. But we were already kind of into it. My boy Alvin had like the Variflex, Variflex board. Mm-hmm. I had this like Dwayne Peters board. Mm-hmm. Terrible. <laughs> yeah. No offense, Dwayne. But then he, it was like the Oracle, man. It was yeah. like, okay, I got to hang mm-hmm. out with you. And then it was like, okay, we saw you and now you're showing us what you can do. Just mind blown. Like the guy's doing like, ollie- like putting the board on its side and ollieing over it, <laughs> like was- seeing that was just like. You guys weren't there yet. No, we no. were power sliding. Yeah, we were like power slide crew. It. I think the name of our clue- crew was crew. power slide <laughs> <laughs> crew. No, it's <listen, no. laughs> another P.S.C. No, was- exactly, exactly. But it was kind of sad where, well, it was power slides ollieing up a curb okay. and then straight to the launch ramp. So, oh, yeah. so these kids were ollieing over boards on the, on the way. Sorry. Uh-huh. We'll give you your gifts in a second. Oh, you did it? Oh, <laughs> we oh, we have a gift. We have a gift. Let me finish okay. this yeah. Please, please, this please, story. So they led us to this jump ramp, which what the fuck is that? Never even seen. Never one. seen a jump ramp. It was all about power slides because we didn't have, there was no point of reference. It was like, I can't even remember why I got, I bought a skateboard. No. I think it was just because. Maybe my boy Alvin and that, like, that side of the crew, they were just, like, bought a skateboard. Okay. You didn't want to get a lawnmower? But it was known, like, video. Yeah, I didn't want to buy a lawnmower. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But we were... Our crew did the BMX thing for a few years. Oh, yeah. I think... Not most. I think... I mean, Gino and Eric and those guys were doing it. Mm -hmm. And then Scott Mm -hmm. and Skate... I think, like, if you were a kid from Long Island... Bike was a transportation thing, and then like the freestyle, we were doing like endos, so, and okay. we had like a, I had like a Diamondback Mike Dominguez, yeah, with a rotor, the gyro, the gyro, yeah. and you'd fucking do like tail whips and shit. We yeah. weren't great, but that was part of the the vibe. Okay, and that I think a lot of kids that got into skateboarding on in the East Coast was because of BMX, because yeah. of that, they were related a bit. Okay, I don't you know if that makes sense. Store. Well, you bought them at the same store for sure. Yeah. Maybe that is it. Yeah. And then this kid shows up. He takes us to his launch ramp in front of his house, and it was just like, I mean, you guys remember? I mean, maybe I don't know if you did you ever? I, you, I you never, I came you never in had a little you after, right after? Yeah,
0: not really front days. It, it took over your life. Yeah. Were you going off the jump ramp right away? I was, like-
1: I was doing like, you know, like gorilla grab fucking oh. front side air gorilla off the ramp a little bit. Okay. You know, oh, yeah. off the edge, off the edge, yeah. off the edge. Yeah. And then it was like, you know, I, I had a, I had a little arsenal. Yeah. You had your little bag. My, meth- my, my method game was, was pretty tight off the jump ramp oh. eventually. Okay. And then the jump ramp turned into... You know, over things, whatever. Mm-hmm. We'd put a rail slide bar down the back of it, so oh, you yeah. jump off onto it and slide do, down it. Oh, yeah. Slide down it. PVC coping. PVC coping. <laughs> remember, it, just... <laughs> talking Roger's language. Yeah. 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 he knows this. Yeah. We, we all—it's all, parallel universe, right? Man. Right. Yeah. We all did the same shit at the same time. Yeah, so anyway, so the jump ramp, and then it turned into this. This guy's brother, Chris, mm-hmm. built a fucking mini ramp in the back of their military house. Oh. And then that just became like the That's another alien. That's the spaceship. That's, <laughs> so they were aliens and then the fucking spaceship landed. No, seriously. Think about a six foot perfectly built mini ramp yeah. like in the East Coast on Long Island. Yeah. like It it shouldn't have existed. No, I mean, maybe there was, that was the only one maybe in the whole 50 mile radius. I don't know. (laughs) Right? Maybe I'm, uh, probably not. Maybe there was some (laughs) more, but that was our experience. And that's where I met Gino and Eric and Ian Goldberg and all these dudes from Westbury that were like, they were already a year ahead. Oh, they were. So, you know, back then, like if you were a week ahead, yeah. you were just fucking killing people right yeah right so these guys are a year ahead mm-hmm. so they're already like ollieing out of the, the 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 mini ramp and oh, yeah. you know they were just amazing wow. so we just kind of and back then it was like like 10 people skateboarding in a 10 mile radius so we just were instantly we're best friends right like, right that's it
0: well because long island too i mean gino and everything so you must have lived close to it yeah right? just I mean, want
1: the next town over next town yeah. over. and then we it's funny That summer we met the next year without knowing we're going to the same high school. And we were in the same high school and then we just became, we actually didn't like each other at first. It was funny. He was like this like, I know Gino's watching. (laughs) Um, We were both like class clown competition. Oh, really? And Gino was like this little good looking little fucker, like Italian, (laughs) like good looking guy. And he came from a, we went to a Catholic high school Mm He came from a Catholic, like, junior high mm-hmm. and went to this high school, so he already knew a bunch of bitch, sorry, a bunch of girls. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Okay>. in, <laughs> he knew a bunch of girls in the school. Right. I came from a public school. I didn't know, no. I knew no one there. Right. But okay. I was a skateboard or whatever, mm-hmm. and we kind of all were latched together. Yeah. And Gino used to, like fuck with, like, girls in the classes and shit. We were like, who's this motherfucker, this dude? I saw him, at, I remember I saw him at that ramp that one day At the spaceship, yeah. I saw you at the spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> and then it turned into, like, you know. Started, Good friends. Yeah, we were like, yeah, we're fucking family now. Yeah. My
0: brother. It's so funny, like, the origins. I love it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's funny because on the East, a lot of people probably have these same type of stories on the East Coast mm-hmm. because these were, like, moments that were happening, yeah. you know. And then, you know, throughout... Us working our way into the skateboard industry, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. through people getting sponsored and da 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 da. And also getting older, we were like 15, 14, 15. We weren't going to the city yet. And then once we're in ninth grade, we're like hitting the train on, on the Saturday morning. Yep. We're at the Brooklyn Banks. And then you like see this guy named Jeff Pang. Oh, right. <laughs> and you're like, okay, we're fucking, we're 10 years behind. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the guy's, you know, going Mach 10 up the big bank, you know. Backside flip, backside grab, tweak, back down the bank like right. in nineteen eighty nine. And you guys are just—you just like whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> like I just I like learned to ollie down three stairs. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Maybe I landed a kickflip like after forty-five tries right. onto grass. And you guys are kind of like this in the same <laughs> age, right? You're absolutely—we're same- all the same age. See, yeah. But so the city kids were so far advanced, and mm-hmm. you'll hear this story from from everybody. You know, we got to the city and then it's like you're at the banks and you see like, you know, you know, Jeff and Mike Hernandez and then Huff. Mm-hmm. And then this kid Ray Matey, who you know, Ray Matey moved to move from Brooklyn to Long Island into my town. He was oh. like, I know all these dudes that live in Brooklyn and Canarsie and this guy Keith Huffenagle, I escape and then, then then it's like we're all kind of just like together in the city. Wow. To see how far ahead those guys were, again, was just like, it was nuts. Yeah, It was completely crazy. And then, you know, we'd sleep over Huff's house and Huff would come to Long Island with Keenan and sleep at our house. And Mike Hernandez would come to my house. And, you know, it was like this kind of like, it was so funny to see like it was like the fresh air Fund. Do you know what that is? No. Like, like like we get like take a kid from the urban environment and take them to the suburbs <laughs> and like some like white mom cooks of pancakes for them. <laughs> right. That was like the that shit. Was it. it was like <laughs> like Keenan waking up at like my house and getting like pancakes and bacon. You know,
2: <laughs> it's probably psyched. It yeah. was psyched.
1: It yeah. was like a different it was like, but then like. Us taking the train to the city and like staying at their houses was Ooh. like, whoa, like, you know what I mean? It just was a cool. different world. It was a different world. It was really sick. It was, wow. it was sick. Crazy. And it was just, you know, skate all day, skate all night, get home, yeah. you know, no drugs, right. Doritos and Sprite yeah. and skateboarding. <laughs> yeah. That's what it was, man. Yeah. And it was just like going for it. Yeah. And these dudes were good. And what about you? Me? Not uh, not so much. Not so, <laughs> not so much. Not so much. And we talk about it the ninety nine percent, man. Yeah. There's a lot of good skateboarders out there. I would say I was a good skateboarder. Okay. I could hang, you know what you I could, mean? Right. I could I could do, you know, I could do a kick flip, backside flip, pop, you know, okay. pop shove it pretty high. Yeah. Ollie down a few stairs. But everybody else flow was... with my friends down the street. Yeah. You know what I mean? We'd skate the city together, but then it's like oh, this is getting too difficult. <laughs> it got difficult quick. Yeah, it did. I got qu- we had we had a few break points. We had pressure flips. Mm-hmm. That was a shifty yeah, that era. Everything. That was a, changed everything. Yeah. I fell behind there. <laughs> I was remedial. But that didn't last too long. It didn't last too long, and then straight into the switch. Switch. Oh. Straight into switch. And so then it was over. I, switch came and you were done. I was done. You were done. I was done. But I, you know, I put in some time. I I filmed a lot of uh, Gino sponsor me videos oh, yeah. and stuff for the various sponsors and you know I'd hold the camera for Keenan and Huff oh. and, and, and Ray did you film stuff for the comedy promo for Black Label yeah yeah, some things but you didn't some really did.
0: want to like film that no, wasn't like your no ba- you were just no. like a homie feeling no. no it was like
1: you're around someone that's so talented and you know my dad had a ca- I think like my dad had a camera and it was like one of those was like I'm buying a camera for like a graduate my brother's graduation or something and it was just like fucking sat there yeah but it was a pretty dope camera it was like the I don't know if you remember that red JVC camera. It came with the VHS mini.
0: Yep.
1: And then you, you, had to pop, put another tape. you popped oh, it into yeah. that other tape. Oh, yeah. But yeah. It, was f- mm-hmm. it was a funny thing. It was a high quality. back For back then, it was super high quality. Yeah. yeah. What It was difficult to get it off there until, like, oh. whatever later. Mm-hmm. And then we had some Super 8 cameras or whatever, I think. And then after that, it was just, like, Gino was so good. Like, he he sent, like, these shit box tapes to whoever he said and it was a wrap like let's go
0: yeah like, done right and that's when you get there he was getting all the product yeah he was getting some, some product
1: he was he, we were uh we were all getting laced up yeah <laughs> there was a lot of fucking john cardiel boards in my life for a few oh, years oh yeah
0: <laughs> this episode is brought to us by ag1 it is very important to me standard, guess what? Typically only tested for 10. That's why the 9 Club has partnered with AG1 for so long because they make such a high quality product that I genuinely look forward to drinking every day. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get your free one year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and 5 free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com 9 Club. All you gotta do in your URL, type drinkag1.com slash 9 Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC.
1: That's a funny story, too. When, when, When Gino got on Black Label, like he was on some other things before, like maybe like he was on Tracker and or Gullwing. Hmm. i don't i forget all the fucking sponsors yeah but he was on a few but then it was like once he got on black label that's like when it was like all right cool we're going out to california
0: oh so he would go out to
1: california and you'd go with him he went out a few times obviously before and then it was like we were in high school man yeah and then the last like we graduated or whatever mm-hmm. and then it was like the summer of whatever 92 or, okay or 91 it was like you're going to california to stay at john lucero's house on, I'm fucking coming out, there. like I'm skating, <laughs> yeah. like because it was that was peak skateboard for time for me, yeah, right. And uh, me and Ray went out a couple times, and I'll never forget. It was funny. You were talking about Jeff Grosso. I flew out to California to John Wayne Airport mm-hmm. and waiting for Gino to come pick me up. Okay, so I'm sitting in the airport, like this is before cell phones and shit. You don't like. It's like, dude, I'm coming tomorrow. It's <laughs> yeah, at twelve o'clock, bro. Please be there. <laughs> like, like. You know what yeah. I mean like these kids listening to this don't understand that <laughs> stee yeah. like that's a crazy stee like yeah. They put a lot of trust like, in someone like you're putting trust in someone yeah. <laughs> which you shouldn't be cuz everyone i mean yeah we got to California, and the fucking—that's the, when the weed habits started to get pretty out of hand. Oh, it did, yeah, yeah. for sure. But anyway, okay. before then, it was—it the, was really the summer before, or okay. the time before.
0: But anyway, so I get to John Wayne Airport. No Gino. No Gino. No. <laughs> didn't didn't come to no. get one. No cell phone. Did you bring numbers with you to call in case you? Okay. I had one number. One oh. Black label number to the office, from a fucking
1: magazine, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it was in the magazine I had with right. me. <laughs> So I call it. No one answers. I turn around. I swear to God, I turn around. John Lucero is standing behind me. He goes, because I I look like a skateboarder. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm like, I'm full skateboard guy. Right. I had the full kit on.
0: And back then, it was like you're a skater.
1: I think I had like fucked up Caballero. Like, it was easy. Very easy to picture me. John? Yes. And I'm like, John? Dude, John Lucero picked me up from the airport. Dude, you, you don't know. Like that's bananas How, <laughs> it's completely been i was just like i mean it might have been it might as well have been barack obama picking me up from the <laughs> fucking like, it really I, it was, mad, I mean because obviously we saw all the fucking videos yes. and you hear about them there's yeah. no like you know what i mean and gino's skating for so, him now and it, yeah and that's what was happening he was out skating with someone um. and john was like i'll go pick him up you guys stay here and he picked me up from the airport. I'll never no. forget, like, a pickup truck. Really? I was just like, I die. I'm, I'm in heaven. <laughs> in California, the palm trees are sunny out. There was, like, boards in the back of his truck. It was like, dude, this is going to be the best fucking time ever. How you long know? were you
0: staying out here? I think
1: I stayed with them for, like, a week and a half okay. or something.
0: Wow. Must have been amazing. But it was sick, yeah.
1: dude. So <laughs> we get back to the, we get back to the... They're at the warehouse at that point. Mm-hmm. I get back to the warehouse, and it's like, Dill... Max Evans, I don't know if I remember that dude. Okay. That guy was fucking amazing. Wow. And Jeff Grosso. Jeff Grosso. Yeah. <laughs> dude, <laughs> this is 1992. Like, you know, I've known about this guy for like five years. Well, and in skate, in skate time, that's like for, 50 okay. years. Yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> for Back sure. Back then, you know what I mean? It's Jeff fucking Grosso. Was he wild? He wasn't wild. He. He looked like he's had a couple of bad years at that point. I'm sure he's already knows like that type of shit. Yeah. And it looked like he was, he was like working for John. Mm -hmm. Oh, he was like packing boxes and shit. Okay. Anyway. And then he was like, Hey, you guys want to go get something to eat? And we're like, yeah, dude. (laughs) Like, and we like jump in his like Honda like 1500 you remember <laughs> that little tiny honda car it looked like a civic it was like an, it was like an hey, hatchback it was before that the oh. hatchback one and we went to like some italian Shitty Italian like sandwich shop, And but I didn't give a fuck. You could have taken me to anywhere. I'm just like, dude, John Lucero just picked me up from the airport, and I'm like whispering, and fucking, we're in Jeff Grosso's car. Like, you know what I mean? yeah. I'm like, I'm this 17 kid. years old. Yeah, yeah, I'm just yeah. like, what the fuck is happening? What's
0: next? What did? What was? And I'll next? tell you
1: what was next. Okay, <laughs> we fucking ate a sandwich, and then we drove. And I always get this mixed up. Someone's gonna correct me. Okay, you either want to. Kelly's or Chicken's Pool, mm. which are both very famous. Yeah, right. Very like low key famous fucking pools. You can't, but yeah, you don't remember. And it. it's like, what the fuck am I doing? Dude, these pools were gnarly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, have you ever looked? I mean, you've seen the pools. Right. Like the real pool, like the guy built in his backyard to skate a, in. Yeah. yeah. Like it's not a joke. It's not this fucking supreme pool that's like did you six take, feet. Did you take a run? So we did like the, the pump. The, almost at yeah. the top. Almost <laughs> yeah. at the top. I'll never forget. It's on camera. Is Gino it? has it on video. Like, oh my god! It's like me like pumping, and I'm like, I think I, I think I maybe got up to like do like a like a faky like to like tail stall and then drop back wow. in. Maybe I okay. got that high. Maybe. Mm. But Gino was already like advanced, oh, yeah. trying to get above things. I think he did like a rock fakie or something. Wow. But anyway. But it's like Remy Stratton, fucking Eddie Algarra, like ripping this pool apart. And then like Grosso with like fucking, you know, he's a little <laughs> overweight at the time. Just like he has like a fucking 12 foot, ho- 12 inch hoagie in him. He just strapped it on, dude, and just went ape shit. Oh, did he? Sad plant, perfect. Jeez. Dude, think about doing a sad plant with a 12-inch hero in you. <laughs> <laughs> like fresh. You just ate right. like a 12-inch blimpy fucking what, a, whatever you call it, Subway sandwich. Yeah. Did it have a heel bone on its board? Dude, oh, absolutely.
0: Yeah, heel bones. Just so. a set. Dude, Look, do you know what a sad plant is?
1: Yeah. Just tweaked sad plant. Perfect. Wow. 250 pounds. <laughs> no, I don't know. But anyway, that was amazing. And then like got dark, and we went to John's house, okay. and it was just what a time it was a fucking crazy time god i owe it all to to nooch you weren't
0: filming any of this no you didn't bring your camera there up was the some was no there.
1: i think ray i think at that point well no there was a lot there's a lot of this on camera oh yeah this whole pool thing and then trying sadly to do switch tricks in the fucking black label warehouse badly no. dill was already like you know doing his <laughs> thing that was fun like just meeting that dude oh yeah you know he was the spark plug. It was like, you know, you had like the old, the old, those, those dudes were kind of like the older dudes at that point. Mm-hmm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then just still was like, let's go to fucking, let's go to Huntington High. And then like, that was a whole other warp zone. It was like a video game. Right. Like you've seen it in the, we've seen, I think we saw at that point, obviously you saw a little bit of the Huntington High in video, uh, not even, maybe, maybe not even video, maybe, but hmm. more like in print or yeah, okay. in ads or right. whatever. But to be there, it's like. I'm just getting like goosebumps Yeah, yeah. there was a, a lot, lot of shit to man. skate there yeah. I mean think about shit. it was a little fucking dope shit and you right. just spend the whole day there with like Dill that's what 92? And 1992 summer of 1992
2: Yeah. So you're probably like Ed Temple just skated that and...
1: exactly yeah. so we've I don't remember everything currently but mm-hmm. yes those moments yeah. at all times and then it was like What's gonna happen tomorrow? That's all in one fucking day. <laughs> no, no, sorry. That's like a day and a half. Day and a half. So, like, all that shit happened. And then it's like, go to Huntington High for the whole, like, next half of the day or whatever. And then it's like, all right, we're taking a mission. We're going on a mission to fucking San Diego. And then you're like at the school that Dressin, I mean, you know, the schools that Dressin used to just fucking mm-hmm, annihilate, mm-hmm. like skating those schools. And then it's like, oh, Chris Markovich is like doing a, like, We're just like, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Overwhelming. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) It's over. It was. It was like overwhelming, man, to be in California. A
0: week there probably seemed like, uh, you know. Yeah,
1: I'm I'm like in day two and I'm like, like, hey, what's up, Chris? I'm like Markovich. (laughs) Right. They're all like, you're a fucking, like, you're the God, dude. Like, you were, I at mean at that time yeah at that time god yeah, yeah, god, right. god to, to us anyway yeah.
0: and 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 you Gino know? and uh, they're, they're tripping too or is well, Gino They're tri- they're
1: but I don't Gino never really tripped like that yeah. it was more like kind of a little bit we were more like me and Ray were like geek skate geeks mm-hmm. Gino was like talented skateboarder kind of like going for it and like above not above it but more uh, it's hard to explain he, kinda, he was yeah. psyched yeah. he was psyched but he was like very, Gino, like people forget, people don't understand, like he's very competitive. Yeah. yeah. On the low. Right. Yeah. He won't like put it out there like that. And like, not that it's a secret. Well, I think he's- But he's, I think we, as growing up in New York, everything was a competition. Fashion, your car, your fucking sneakers, even the boards we had. It was always a- co- it was always kind of like who a fashion-y, yeah. like, who had the best shit? Ah, uh, look at that shit, whack. <laughs> <laughs> look at his fucking setup! Right, right. Like, it, like that's not, that's not ca- that wasn't a very like a California thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but yeah, we were geeking the fuck out. Wow. You know what I mean? I mean, Crazy. there was other moments like we, I think we went to like X, X Y, Z, what, what was Danny's shop? X, Y, Z? Yeah, XYZ. Oh, so like, supply, Going yeah. into X, Y, Z and seeing Danny Way fold a t-shirt. We're just like, okay, stop, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you know I need to leave I need to go back to New York like I can't take this anymore
0: Anyway, folding it no no table. he wa- like yeah. he was
1: in there for like right. he was just there you know what I mean <laughs> it's incredible I remember seeing Hensley at the fucking first like Lakai premiere oh yeah even like recent like yeah, yeah, I've yeah. had these moments recently in my life like in the past when was that 10 years ago I don't
2: know more than that Which yeah. one, the, the first Lakai is 10 oh, years ago oh the figure? first Lakai yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. holy shit easy
1: fuck right. time is moving yeah. yeah but anyway seeing Hensley there was just like oh my god you know, yeah, dude, I, I say this all the time. It's like I'm friends with Mike Carroll, right? Like that's my boy. Mm-hmm. I don't see him often, yeah. but like it's still fucking tripped out to be like, dude, that's Mike Carroll, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Seriously, <laughs> like, sure, isn't dude. that like a yeah. weird thing? No, yeah. that's not because he was like, but you know, right? He was like, like the he was one of my favorites. Did you meet him later on? I met today? him way later, way later, way later. Cause then, like, I mean, the story keeps. I mean, you know, after this, you know, went back to the East Coast, mm-hmm. and then we, it was kind of all like part of Gino's journey, like mm-hmm. the California part of it. Yeah, because we were in New York, so like we'd come out and like things would change. Like, okay, now I live in Huntington.
0: Oh, you you moved. You no, know I'm saying
1: Gino. Like after the summer, I went to college. He oh. moved. He moved to California that next summer, and he lived with Keenan and Eric Pupecki in okay. Huntington. Yeah. And then it would be like, I mean the. the <laughs> Just the craziest shit. Like you'd be there, and then like Drake would show up, or you know, uh, not Drake the rapper. <laughs> yeah.
2: James. Yeah. James, yeah.
1: You know, or um, fuck, I'm trying to remember some of the people that came through. Just to just to be in that mix, it was just like kind of magnetic. And then it went, it went from Huntington to they all moved up to Hollywood, right? And that's right. But between then, I'm leaving a big part out. Between. He was on Black Label in Huntington. Then he bounced to go to 101. Oh, yeah. But he still stayed there or maybe moved back to the East Coast for a minute. Mm -hmm. And then, like, then you're in the World Park. Like, then you're at, like, then it was like, okay, now I come to Cali and I'm not going to Huntington anymore. I'm going to, like, El Segundo to, like, World. Yeah. And... Just think about how many skateboarders in the world. Like I'm still a geek, fucking skateboarder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah it's yeah. like, dude, I'm at world. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah Like yeah. no one else is. I'm here. I'm with <laughs> Matt Naylor and fucking, right. you know, whoever the fuck we were yeah. with, Keenan, and and then like Rodney Mullen is like talking to you, and then you're just like, <laughs> push it. Me. Exactly. It's just weird. <laughs> Right,
0: but how did that feel when Gino moved, and you know, now your boys out there? It was not fun. Night. It wasn't great, man. It was like your
1: yeah. one of your. It was like your brother moving away. Gino has always been one of my favorites, but like, did you? Could you tell something stood out from him, like his style? Always like, from the beginning. Yeah, because always. Yeah, back then, obviously always. his tricks were good, but you could tell back then his style was just completely. Yeah, always, and everyone always noticed. You always noticed something. You didn't quite know what it was back then, mm-hmm. but it also came from like everything he does. He's like a fucker, man. Like everything
0: he does is like s- stylish. Perfect, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's funny that I, as long as I've known you, I don't think I've ever seen like skate clips of you. I'm in Chomp on this. Really? Oh, you a... were in Chomp on this? You Wait should a minute. Edit, what, I...
1: You should edit my trick was into it... this fucking thing. Let's, I'm... let's
0: take a moment and watch let's this. Take a moment. Yeah. Wow, that was amazing! <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, that was incredible. So no, seriously, I didn't even know you were in chump on this. So what did you
1: do? I was in, I was in L.A. Okay, were you in the Fat Boy section? I was in the Fat Boy section.
0: <laughs> oh, That's right. Shit. I was.
1: I do. I kick my board out. You know uh-huh. the trick? You go up a bank, you kick your board out, and then you throw it back under your feet. Got you. I don't okay. know the name of that trick. I yeah. used to do that trick all the time. Uh-huh.
0: It was just like one of my... One foot off, one foot on. Kind of like a sweeper? It's kind of like a sweeper to fakie. Oh, yeah. got you. Okay. But I
1: used to do it really well. Yeah. I just had that trick down well. You know, maybe being at the banks, fucking around when right, I was a kid. Right. Anyway. So, Gino went to do... I think he does a big backside... Th- Do you remember Gino's part in Chomp on This is one trick? He does a big sweeping back tray mm-hmm. through these bushes yep. up a bank in San Diego somewhere. Okay. Yep. So I was there and I'm like, dude, you, Ty, let's go.
0: <laughs> and he filmed, <laughs> he filmed, me, filmed dude. you. Yeah.
1: I, I think it was second try.
0: <laughs> second try? Uh, second try. Real
1: slow Ty and fat. Lo-
0: Ty loves those <laughs> real. <laughs> quick, real <laughs> slow and <laughs> fat. It
1: was like like it's like cooking bacon on Sunday morning, real slow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what it looked like.
0: <laughs> I gotta go rewatch this. See what people I don't remember. What people
1: forget is when you when you, you get to three hundred pounds. Okay. Okay. And you're doing a aggressive sport like skateboarding, which there's a lot of mo- quick movement. <laughs> right. Your big body acts like a a gallon of milk uh-huh. half full pushed across a table.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it's like Yeah. You get, so those it's jerking motions. get this like, This jerking motion. Mm-hmm. So you can't
1: do too much because you're over or under and so when you do a sweep, you kinda <laughs> it works. It that, works was for that, that body type. It, was that the heaviest? That's a, that's a skateboard trick that that
0: works with my body type. Was that the heaviest you you got? <laughs> three hundred pounds. You were no, 300 I'm three hundred right now. Are you serious? Yeah, 300, 300. You don't
1: look three hundred. I've been three. I've been between two ninety and three oh five for okay. ten years. Really, Damn. I don't look 300 though, right? No, 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 I'm like a 250 guy. Yeah, I'm like a 255 right. looker. But even Looking then, at. like you, you, you but I think you, it's the bones. Oh. Got, I'm big so boned. bones. I'm big boned.
0: Yeah. You're a big dude, but you're not. You don't. Yeah, I'm a sleeper.
1: A... They call it a. Sli- I'm a sleeper. Oh, that's what they yeah, call it. Yeah, that's what they call it. A sleeper. A sleeper. Let me give you your gift. S- yeah. Oh. Ooh. What we got
0: here. Look at this. Okay. Huh? Look.
1: Listen. Do you drink, Kelly? I'll have some every now and then. Yeah. Kelly don't drink. We we we've heard that we've heard some things yeah but <laughs> i can keep it i can hold it down here <laughs> maybe just maybe sip a sip oh, this is, a sip. Sip. Yeah, this is yeah. a sip yeah what do we got here okay. what is this this know. is tequila top tapatio okay okay this tequila is not sold in the united states no it's only available in mexico okay and this is the number one tequila amongst most cartel bosses <laughs> really this is what the bosses drink oh whoa and i'm i'm a boss yes. <laughs> I, I, I think you and are yeah yeah, yeah you're i'm pretty... bringing this to a couple of bosses wow to hey. thank you thank bro you. look at this man and the reason i'm giving you this is a re-gift Oh, okay. Oh, you're re gifting. Okay. I'm re. Oh. No, 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 no. <laughs> Most people who re gift is like you re gift like a, a sham wow or like a, a fucking. A or you re gift like, um, like a, a gift basket's the number one regifted thing is in the it? world. Like you get a shit fucking cheese, cheese. and cracker bullshit. Salami. With like a. Yeah. The summer sausage. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And like a bad wine. That's a re gift. Okay. This is. I do the regift of the opposite nature. Oh. I take the best thing that I have in my home, which is probably
0: that, wow. and I gift it to you. No way. That's how my regifting gifting works. Now, let me ask you a question. Are we, it, should we open this? Or is, is this a shelf thing? No, should we I put it on the I, shelf? I, you, or a
1: top shelf. I think you should have it here. And then maybe when there's a moment that you think you should be drinking it, or, or a guest is like very, you know, is a
0: drunk, maybe give it. <laughs> or should I take this home and, and put it on eBay? <laughs> what are, what are we, what, well which, that's the thing it, it, it's the value is probably
1: only a few hundred dollars oh okay so it's only a few hundred dollars but that's not the point the point is the the this is the, the liquid yeah you should you should drink
0: it should we just try a you shot should, should yeah. we all like take a little sip right now i want to see you take a shot of that should we crack it open we we'll have a little party i'd partake kelly will you grab a couple glasses yeah. for us to yes. uh you know you're gonna mix it with la croix mousse Pamplemousse. Yeah. That's my favorite It's, it's good. Yeah. yeah. And, that, and it's you really have good. the board behind us. Yep.
1: Yep. Yep. Pamplemousse. Is that oh, an actual chocolate board?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. The crab. All right. Let's Is that, see was this. that a bestseller for that quarter? They had to buy a couple pallets of it. People are addicted to that. Whoa. That's <laughs> not, not a joke, God man. damn. <laughs> it's like, pass, me pass me your cup. These, yeah. These are clean. Okay. Right. I think so. I'm uh, a no, Is that is that it's okay? Clean, it's got a little, totally yeah. clean. has a little okay. A it's little got a little water stain w- on the bottom w- of it, but it's fine. Um, it, it, um, it looks like a cocoon, but it's okay. <laughs> 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 All right, there we go. Do you want to? Ba- How much? No, do no. You want no to just one ounce. Just one ounce. Okay, I'm kind of dripping the thing. Raj, give me give me a glass here. We'll see what. Oh, Kelly, where's your glass? Oh yeah. Are you gonna <sighs> are you gonna? Yeah. There you go, Raj. Where's the the lime and salt? Oh, tough guy shot. Thank you, Kelly. I don't think we should shoot it. I think we should sip it, sip like it. gentlemen. Okay, um, there you go, Kelly. For the next, uh, but we Ooh. can cheers it thank up, you, bro. Oh yeah, let's see on. you guys. <laughs> there you go, cheers. Cheers, like, cheers. cheers. Thanks cheers. for having cheers. me. Thank cheers, thank you, bro. Cheers. Take a little sip of this, huh? Let's see what this is all about.
2: Wow. Butterscotch,
1: and and very a uh, very smooth. It's very, and then you get a lot of it later. Mm-hmm. Do you feel it? That's nice. That's it nice. Finish, That's really it nice. finishes later. Yeah. yeah.
0: I'm about to take this home. <laughs> sorry sorry, Raj. <laughs> sorry, Kelly. And if you
1: if you like these anejo, this extra anejo, it it tastes like a whiskey. I feel drunk.
0: <laughs> I feel a little drunk already. Is the first yeah, time oh, you've yeah, drank in a long time. Yeah, so
1: young. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think you, you just feel drunk immediately because of the feeling in the throat. This is
0: like the thing you sip on. Yeah, really. you yeah. don't take a shot of this. No, if so. no, you shoot this, no. you're just you're an idiot. You're an idiot. Get <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <gonna> enjoy that. <laughs> this is great. Thank you so much. My pleasure. This enjoy is Amazing. That. Yeah. Enjoy Thank that. you. So um, let's go back to. Uh, what were we talking about before we all got drunk? What was it what were we? Uh, <laughs> what, what were we uh, I don't know what we. Were... Uh, oh, so you were you uh, you didn't finish college. We were all working odd jobs and shit. You know, like the
1: life of a skateboarder. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it was working at like a yogurt shop or I. W- oh, sorry we all worked at this bowling alley. Oh, really? Because it was night, we, cause it was at night. Oh. We were always looking for the night job. Okay. And the bowling alley was good because you got a bunch of tips. We were like waiter slash like, you're always like working with the people in the lane and yeah. the birthday party and shit. It yeah. was just a good job for a skateboarder. Okay. Like the night job. Oh, sick. Like all our friends that are skater waiters. We always say Skaters. skater waiters. Skater waiters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i think that's a colorway at uh at, at s skater waiter black <laughs> no because i used to design skateboard it shoes and we'll talk pack. About it. yeah it was like the, yeah it was like we need we need we need a bunch of black shoes for the skater waiters yeah like the black w- suede so it would you'd skate and mm-hmm. then you can go to your valet job or your right. waiter job and you have to change
0: your black, shoes. Souls. Oh, black skater waiter. yeah did i make that term up Is that, I probably i think maybe i did first time, first time i heard about it i
1: also invented the term skirbin
0: What's skurbin? What?
1: Skate urban. Uh, skate urban. Which is a category of, of skatewear. Is it? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no. so, we made it up though. I made I it up. You I think need thought, some more tequila. I think it's in the, uh, I think it's in the, uh, I think dictionary. It's in the urban dictionary. Yeah. Yeah. Is Look it
1: up, really? Skirbin. I think it might've made it different. You should look up Bushemi in the Urban Dictionary. Should we do that
0: right now? Yeah, let's look it up right now.
1: Uh, up, you, how do I do? This? Do I just, just type go, in Bushemi? No 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 no, 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 Go to go to Urban Dictionary. Oh, I can and go, go to the, the search field. Okay, Urban, and look up Bushemi and see what it says. Urban Dictionary. It's probably one of the most amazing
0: definitions of a last name that you'll ever see. Bushemi. A bowl of pot marijuana with cocaine and or Xanax sprinkled on top, named after the <laughs> god himself, Steve Buscemi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? That's insane. What? A bowl of pot laced with Xanax and cocaine. That's, <laughs> a, that's my last name in the streets. Hey man, you trying to smoke a Buscemi? Buscemi? <laughs> What's good? Yo, after the bar, do you want to go home and smoke a fat bushemi? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, that bushemi last night really fucked me up. <laughs> amazing well you i mean because you had just mentioned your you know designer shoe designer and all this stuff you started working for dc right was that your first gig in the
1: actually skateboarding started to wind down for me and and i i i i I got really kind of wrapped up in this like hip-hop scene in Mm -hmm. new york city Mm -hmm. and that came along with like you know just having like the odd job and like going out, it was all about night, night, the nightlife. Okay. Like skate a little bit during the day, whatever. No one gave a shit about skating as much anymore because mm-hmm. it was like Gino Huff and, and 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 Keenan were fucking pro. They were like big pros at this time. It's like ninety five. Okay. I mean that nineteen ninety two to ninety five went pretty quick for those guys. Right. Like They were like shot out of a cannon. One oh one snuff twenty shots sequence. For sure. Real video, whatever those guys were doing. I forget. Yeah. I think Keenan.
0: What did Keenan do? I don't know. He was 20-shot sequence. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. blind. Sorry, sorry, I'm bugging. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And Huff was doing it. Those guys were just like, they were out of here. And then, like, Mm -hmm. all of us were kind of just turned into... It's not like they were making us skate, but Mm -hmm. during those days, we're all together. And then once your crew breaks up, it's kind of like, what's happening here? You know, I go skate maybe here and there. And it just wasn't the same anymore. So, we all kind of kind of went not our separate ways, but I got interested in like, I, I was sick of being broke. Yeah. I was always the dude in the crew that was like, I always had the best sneakers. I had the best sweater that was out. That's like why that broke. was broke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You're fucking, you're right. Like I need, I, well, we talked a lot about skateboarding, but mm-hmm. back in, you know, literally fourth, fifth and sixth grade, forget about the way before skateboarding. Mm -hmm. It was the hip hop scene, man. It was like break dancing and graffiti and all that kind of like that sub category of the hip hop scene. Mm -hmm. And we were all, we were doing all of it. But my part in that was I was actually designing clothes, not sewing clothes, but taking t-shirts and doing the flocked letters, like, you know, my name or like the crew or whatever, or taking a, this is a long time ago, we were taking New Era hats because Mm. New Era hats were popular in New York. Mm -hmm. The fitted hats and like Mm -hmm. taking the Yankee logo and fucking with it and putting like sequins on it or coloring it, bedazzling it, but in a cool way and like, or taking paint markers, like actual paint markers and making a, you know, a navy blue fitted Yankee Uh instead of, just the simplest thing, changing that white logo to yellow oh. would fuck people's minds up. But we'd do it meticulously where someone would be like, I need one of those. So we'd be like, All right, give me thirty bucks. I'm talking I'm I'm eleven years old. Oh shit. i will take your thirty bucks, I'd go buy a hat for fifteen, and I'd return you a hat. I'd made fifteen bucks. Right. You're happy, you have a hat that's a Yankee with a fucking with pink rhinestones on it, whatever. <laughs> In 1985, like, the whole thing, it just went apeshit. I mean, in 1985, I'm 12 years old, mm-hmm. and, like, you have the first Jordan came out, and, you know, the Air Trainer Ones were out, and whatever, the Flights came out the next year, and then Sneaker, and then the toe, and all the Adidas shit. We were just, like, that was part of the uniform of the hip-hop shit, mm-hmm. and then... I gravitated. That that's when everything changed for me. Oh, yeah. So it was like design shit to make money to buy sneakers, or shovel fucking snow to make to make money to buy sneakers. I'm twelve years old. Or rake leaves to make money to make or do whatever it took to be the flyest dude in the neighborhood, have the best sneakers, the best sweatshirt, the best hat, the best <laughs> sheepskin shirling in the winter. Yeah. That was that was my whole mission to be like the flyest dude. And then that was like part of our ethos. Okay. That's always been a part of the thing. Yeah. And the town that I grew up in, in Uniondale, in the the suburbs of Long Island, Mm -hmm. what happened was you had, you know, like Italian, Irish, Jewish, whatever families in this neighborhood, Mm -hmm. but affluent, or not affluent, rich, but well-to-do black and Latino families were moving from the boroughs into Long Island into these neighborhoods. In the 70s and the early 80s, that was, Happening, but would that, just doesn't bring like a race of people. It brought style. It brought mm-hmm. a whole way of living, a whole different mindset. And me as this, like, I was just a sponge for all. Yeah, that. it was just like I talked about when that spaceship landed. <laughs> right, like I was influenced by that. Yeah. Uh, very. You know what yeah. I mean. But before that, we were just these like little hip hop, like hip hop breakdancing, graffiti, like weird kids. Okay, you know, with with BMX bikes. Right. Anyway, so. With all that, that's all a part of my DNA, the whole fashion thing, the whole fly, being fly mm-hmm. thing. And college wasn't for me. I was over it. And again, another summer thing. I'm out of college. It's the summer. Everyone's out of school, like back from college or whatever. And we're at my friend Eric Rossetti's house. Okay. He, it was so weird. Like, It's funny, like immigrant parents, this would never happen to me like my family would never stand for this like his mother started dating she was divorcee. Uh-huh. she was dating a a guy she's a immigrant like a, a italian uh she's from italy okay and she was dating this guy and she like left the house to eric like a like a 18 year old skateboarder what <laughs> so we all just like based, it was like it was, it was like a skate house. It yeah. was the fucking skate house. Crazy. It was the gravity bong house. <laughs> the mom was never home. She was never there. Anyway, it was the gathering point for our entire mm-hmm. crew. So anyway, I'm in college for two years. I'm at this house. It was like a big party. And one of our friends, uh, not like a, a friend from like like the immediate crew, but like kind of from like the secondary, like a dude that we knew, mm-hmm. he pulls up to this party in a fucking Ferrari. Okay damn another spaceship moment for me <laughs> <laughs> this guy gets out of the car and this guy was literally like one of, he was actually in one of my he was in my high school oh he was like one of the dumbest motherfuckers i've ever you'd ever meet really super like jock dumb motherfucker mm-hmm. <laughs> very talented football lacrosse all that shit soccer but just you're a fucking idiot yeah and I would never really fucked with that dude, but no. he had the Ferrari. I had to talk to him. He was at the, like, people were just gravitating. Like when you show up to a party and, and you're, <laughs> I think he would just turn 20. Cause okay. I was, I graduated when I was 17. I was 19 at the time. He was 20, but we were the same kind of like, like class. Yeah. 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 So everyone like <laughs> ran through him. And then at the end of the day, I, at the end of the party, I was like, dude, let me talk to you. And he's like, I've been working on wall street. I'm like, mm, Interesting. I don't have a job. I'm not going to college. A he goes Wall Street
2: moment there. That yeah. was the Wall
1: Street man. It was like kind of that moment. He goes, "You looking for a job?" No one asked him this the whole night because they look. If he if they did, he would have recruited like fifty people. <laughs> but I was the only one that kind of was like, "I don't have a job," and like I like what I see. Yeah, and I know that I won't have the Ferrari. I'll probably have a Benz with like 500 pairs of sneakers. <laughs> That's what was going through my head. Okay. So make a long story short, he gets me an interview like the week later. I show up to Wall Street, 10 Wall Street, that's where the interview was, and the interview was this, I'll never forget, her name was Adrian,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: she was like the, kind of like the person who ran the office. She asked me two questions, did you fill out your application? And then she goes, if, you, if I told you to shovel shit against that wall for a year, you'd be a millionaire, would you do it? I said, yes, she said you start on Monday. No, <laughs> the fucking interview. seriously. Dude, real Wall Street boiler room shit. I was like fucking blown away, <laughs> blown away. I was like, I, first of all, I'm on Wall Street. I'm, I'm in an alien land, like, I'm, like, I have a bad suit on, I'm 19 years old. I'm like, I might as well be like a puppy. Did you what was the job
0: for? The that? fucking
1: room is You've seen the movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. these dudes just going ape shit on the phone, hundreds of dudes, screens everywhere, nice suits, young dudes, slick back hair, the whole nine yards. So the job was to be they called it a cold caller. Oh. So I would just actually take a stack of cards and mm-hmm. cold call rich OP people. Guys. And I'd say, you know, I'd have the little script. Hey, basically, you'd want to see if the guy had money, and that will if he was interested in hearing something about okay. like a stock. Oh, right. And it would be like, you'd literally call 500 of these motherfuckers for 10 hours Jeez. to get five dudes to say yes. Wow. And man. then that thing became a lead. Became, yeah a lead and then you give it to the scumbag broker you work for. <laughs> okay, and right. he'd call him and be like, Hey, you talked to my uh, guy, you're interested, blah 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 blah, you know, here's the stock, do you want to buy it? And I'm 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 obviously I'm not saying this the right way. Right. It was actually a script. Yeah. Yeah. And then literally a year later I I took they they put you through school actually oh. once you, once once you work there for a year they're like okay you have a brain in your head you're you're a hard worker i'll pay probably like 10 grand or whatever mm-hmm. you go to this school like three nights a week to to take your series seven it was called okay it was a, an exam it's right. like taking the bar exam yeah but to be a stockbroker broker mm-hmm. passed that shit 30 40 days later i was like a broker like independent broker at this firm and like calling people up make you know you'd call someone up for literally five minutes yeah and they send you a hundred grand and you buy <laughs> a stock with it and then it would go up down or stay the same and then you call them five days later i got another fucking stock that's gonna go through the motherfucking roof and they'd send you another 200 grand <laughs> and they send you a million sometimes it was crazy i'm 20 years old and these guys are sending i'm getting millions of dollars i mean over throughout the year yeah, of course to just some fucking nobody, skateboarder, hip hop kid that does, that was pretty good on the phone. Yeah, I was too. good on the phone. Yeah. Right.
0: How were you getting these stock tips? What are you, I so, mean, who's... So you worked
1: for a firm. Yeah. So the
0: firm had,
1: quote unquote, the firm had like analysts that were like coming up with ideas for you. But what, what it really was is you'd call them up to buy Walmart and Wells Fargo and, we actually saw Marvel was big at the time. Ooh, Marvel Comics. Whoa. And then you'd get all their money and then you say, okay, we're gonna buy uh, Universal Auto Parts. Stock's at four bucks. It's going to 10. You know what I mean? And that was a stock that the firm like had a relationship with. Oh, the company had a relationship gotcha. with. And it okay. was kind of like, it wasn't on the up and up. Right, you right, know? right, right. It was, but it wasn't. You know, We made some guys some money. But at the end of the day, it wasn't for me. The whole thing was kind of, I made a bunch of money for the wrong reasons, kind of. Uh, it was like
0: really. It, it wasn't fulfilling. It
1: wasn't like from the movies where it was like a complete, like illegal operation, but it wasn't completely legal either. Okay. It was like in that gray area. I wasn't yes. like, I wasn't really like, I wasn't calling people up to rob them. I was actually thought, you were, I was kind of brainwashed in a way. Interesting. Because that firm takes you a bunch of 19-year-old and 20-year-old kids. You think you're in Wall Street. Yeah. You think you're like this, you have a suit on every day. You know, people are bringing you coffee. Yeah. You think you're like this big fucking time broker. Big shot. So 95, 96, 97, 98, four years, the market crashes. Mm -hmm. The bubble, the tech, first tech bubble. I lose basically every single client. Mm. I get two lawsuits they're called arbitrations on wall street they're not lawsuits from two clients that lost so much money wow i was just done complete i was finished fucking finished and i was i actually had health problems at the time i had like fucking anxiety and like heart, heart, heart heart palpitations panic attacks anxiety i had to move back in with my parents it was fucked up Wow.
0: it was just like Roller coaster ride. How much were you making? Do you think like a year doing that? Four years, what roughly, you, what probably
1: a couple started? hundred grand
0: a year okay. yeah. as, a, as a twenty-one That's, year old. Wow. Wow. Amazing.
1: Yeah, really good. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. So the cool thing is now it's this is in like parallel with my regular life. Mm. You know what I mean? And like I was very connected to the skateboard industry still. Like yeah. you know, Gino would come back to the city and it'd be like with like Kareem and fucking Guy. Or even before then, it would be like with like the 101 guys and fucking skate the banks with Nottis and shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like those, like, but I was, I'll never forget, it was the first X Games was in the city on the Upper West Side. X Games number one. Do you remember that? It was Rhode Island. Maybe it was Gravity. It was one of those ones up on the Upper West Side, Mm -hmm. 97. I'm like doing it, dude, at this point. Right. I'm at the peak. Uh The Lexus, the fucking, (laughs) the kit, the gold gold fronts, maybe. Oh, seriously, yeah. I was, I was off the charts. This is like 1997 too. So like I, my dreams are coming true with the money. Mm -hmm. The hip hop fantasy is alive and and well. You know what I mean? It's like Coogee sweater, the best jeans out, Tim's, Lexus. So then it's like my skateboard life is still there too. So it would be like you know, I remember like Kareem coming to the, like, you know, Gino's like, you got to meet my boy, John. And like, I'd like show up and it'd be like, who's this motherfucker? Drug dealer <laughs> right, looking motherfucker right. or whatever. Like the Montero sport and shit. It's like, amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway. But that was funny to see like that intersection of like watching all these dudes come up as well. Mm-hmm. And I was like already kind of like coming. I was coming up in my own right too. For sure. That's when skateboarders were getting rich. Right. Yeah. That's when, like you started to see like motherfuckers getting money. ten, fifteen grand a month. Yeah, maybe, that type yeah, of like, shit. You know what I mean? Like, right. you know, like, I mean, it was a couple years when, you know, when the Activision checks started coming for people mm-hmm. and that type of shit. But this is like it was kind of cool. Like, you know, Kareem had action. You know, he was making money for sure. He was doing it, mm-hmm. you know, and so yeah, that Wall Street thing, and then I'm I'm literally sitting in Long Island. I, I'll never forget. It. I it was like the lowest point of my life, man. Mm-hmm. It was just fucking. When you have, when you had that su- that s- type of success so fast, so early, so young, mm-hmm. to be back at your parents' house. Huge, no bueno. Huge yeah. blow, right? No bueno. Yeah. And then not even like depression, it was more, no, it was more, I was unhealthy. I was sick because of, I don't know if it was the life change or a chemical imbalance or whatever it was. I never took the drugs they gave me, like the oh. the, 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 the the antidepressants and this. I just, I just fucking chilled out. Right. And then eventually I was like, I gotta do something, man. And uh, I was at my Eric's again. He was still over there, and I saw Jones Keefe, who's hmm. Chris Keefe's brother. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Jones was like, "Yo, I got an apartment in Queens. I need a." Dill talked about this apartment yesterday about doing fucking acid and, and yeah, the, oh.
2: the floor coming. Yeah, <laughs> <That> yeah.
1: <apartment. laughs> okay. So across the the cross, it was a it was like a apartment building across the way in the next building. Uh-huh. Jones got an apartment for oh. himself, and I moved into that apartment. Oh wow! Anywho. So I'm living in this apartment. I'm working like an odd job. I think it was like an old broker friend of mine started like a limousine company. This is so embarrassing. (laughs) I was the dude at the airport with the fucking sign with the last name. Oh, really? I was that dude, bro. That dude sucks. (laughs) (laughs) That dude. Being that dude when you don't want to be that dude Mm -hmm. is the worst dude. (laughs) Did you ever hear a sign that said Buscemi? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Okay, no. Now Buscemi, now I see my motherfucking name. On the sign. <laughs> I see my name on the sign a lot more now, dude. Oh, my God. But yeah, anyway, yeah. so I'm I'm doing that. And then, like, I obviously have hopes and dreams and mm-hmm. aspirations. I'm not going to be sitting there. So I meet my wife at now, okay. my wife of 12 years, 13 Whoa. years. We start dating, and she's like, we've known each other for a long time. She's like one of the like the homies that mm-hmm. I started dating. So she so she already knew that I was like at the mountaintop at one point or at least up the mountain a bit. So yeah. she, she, I think she had a little belief in me that I'm, I wasn't like, and you I used to talk, I talk shit like, I'm not gonna be working here like my whole time, like, right. you know what I mean? Like this isn't it for me. Mm-hmm. And she was like, okay, I get it. So with that, I had a little bit of like a support system at the time and right. I was like, fuck this. I packed my car, literally. And I'm moving to California. I'm just gonna go to California. Oh, wow. So I have a lot of friends at the time. Mm -hmm. You know, I have Tim Gavin, very good friend of mine. I have obviously Rick and Megan. Yeah. So I packed my car and I'm gonna move to California. And then Rick, I talked to Rick and Meg and they're like, why don't you work for Four Star? Oh. But you could stay on the East Coast. So I had the like kind of the, I had the little like, I'm packing my car, I'm moving to California, but then I had a few conversations over the next couple of days, and they were like, we're gonna send you a box, you're gonna be like a sales rep for Four Star. I'm like, oh shit, this sounds fucking cool. Mm. I know how to do sales, yeah. people like me. You're like, like I'll close. try it out, yeah. Yeah. I'll fucking try it out. Like, I'll work for girl, kind <laughs> of. Like, yeah. I'm getting my foot in the door. The worst thing ever happened <laughs> in my life really just the being a sales rep sorry any sales <laughs> rep. i know a lot of sales reps in the industry mm-hmm. it's a breed you got to be that you have to be that breed like you have to you have to or maybe it takes time to get there but i did it for like dude get in your car drive to fucking south jersey the fucking buyer's not there gotta talk to the owner oh we had an appointment today with four star what like like oh geez it would just, it be easier if that, the
2: internet was around what do you think it'd be easier if the internet was around?
1: Probably. Yeah. This mm. is like, this is ninety nine, but you
0: still got to go to the
1: shops. Got to go to the shop, yeah. and then then Shoulder it's the like line. then it's like motherfucker. Do you know who I am? like? I had that a little. You know I was a little attitude. Like not like, motherfucker. Do you know who I am, but it was more like, you know who I know. Right. <laughs> you should take me a little bit more seriously. Like like i just drove an hour and a half and this is not happening like not cool or go to philly and i was in connecticut and i was here and out on the island it was just mm-hmm. like i don't know man yeah so i gave that a shot it fucking sucked then clay do you remember clay yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah. so podium started clay and then i kind of got it excited got excited because they the asian kid's g- name that like sung sung sung, yeah. sung and mm-hmm. Wayne, but yeah. sung was Sung was designing for DC, came to Podium directly from DC to do clay because the the Dunlaps and 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 Gavin were like, dude, we should do like a. That's when like the lifestyle yeah. shit was ha- popping. Right. So they knew that I was doing four star. They're like, we should have Buscemi be the rep for the East Coast for clay. Oh. So then I was like, okay, I'll try this out. I went to one trade show. I went to ASR or whatever the one in Vegas was. Whatever. Magic. Magic. Oh, I went yeah. to Magic. They had a booth, and it was like. Again, it was just, I just it was like trying to start the engine and, it, and the engine wasn't turning over, man. Mm. Just I felt it wasn't my thing. No. So, but now I'm like in the skateboard industry. Like mm-hmm. I felt like I was kind of in. Right. Like I had a little taste. So, I'm I'm in New York and I'm like, I'm a f- sales rep for Four Star and Clay, but I'm quitting. Oh. But. Now I'm packing my car. Now my car. you're going to move. Now I'm going to move. So I drove my car. This is a funny story too, a side note story. I call Gavin and I say, Gavin, I'm living with you. Remember his Hermosa Beach House? Yeah. I said, I'm driving to your house. I'm fucking living with you. He goes, no problem. This is right when cell phones were like, you had a cell phone. Right. This is like two 2000- thousand. One. A little Nokia or something. Like you had the Nokia yeah. or the fucking little Sony with <laughs> stick or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember that one with the little, stick? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Actually, we ran that one, dude. That one was sick. Because it had the scroll. <laughs> the scroll, right, right. Anyway, so Gino's like, I gotta go to LA, I'm driving with you. So sick. Dope. Driving Got cross country with my yeah. man. Yeah. Go to Chicago, get to Chicago. Stop, you know, cause you can make it from New York to Chicago if you're driving fast and you got a homie with you in mm-hmm. 16 hours yeah. okay. so that's the first stop Chicago the phone rings I got good news and Gavin's like I got good news and bad news alright give me the bad news first you can't stay with me Whoa. give me the good news Frosty Costin said you can stay with him
0: I Uh-oh. said sick there you go <laughs> and then
1: Gino's like like <laughs> oh, oh from no no, no. stay at fucking Gavin's I'm like why He's like, dude, have you been to Eric's? He lives with Bera, like off of Melrose. Oh. Do you remember that apartment? Yeah. It was a shit box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So by I was the, like, so the now the phone. And the, yeah, now yeah. the phone's da- So I call Gavin back. He's like, no, 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 no. He doesn't live there anymore. He just bought a house. Oh, So I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs>
0: that sounds cool. Sounds sounds better than so, that. Melrose, so, yeah.
1: So we drive cross country, Utah, the whole nine yards. Uh-huh. We get to Carson. That's where Eric, sorry to blow you up, Costin. Mm-hmm. He lives on Curson Street, and Gino's like, "Oh shit, I know Curson," but then we get to Hollywood Boulevard, and it's not a right on fuck, it's not a left on Curson, it's a fucking right. Oh, up the hill. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'm like, "All right, hell yeah, this is the rookie. houses are getting bigger, <laughs> bro, up the hill." Getting bi- and you and then you guys all remember the house. Yeah, he lived in another fucking spaceship. It was. About- <laughs> <laughs> I've had a lot of spaceships land in my. Do you remember the house on the top of Carson? Yeah, it, it was huge. a. Fucking, it was like it was the, on MTV Cribs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That,
0: that's one, right. right? Right, that's where I lived. How long did you live with them? <laughs> Three months. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Only th- what What happened to your girl though? Your girl's so, still in New so York? I,
1: so I'm dating. I'm still with Maria. She's in New York. Uh-huh. She's like, she gave me, it was like, she cried. Like it was like fucking tough, but she knew, she was like, you need to go find your shit. Okay. And I know, I know something Will is going to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing is her sister was moving to California. Mm. Her aunt, who's like basically her mom, mm-hmm. lived in California out in uh, Corona. So like she vi- she knew she'd be visiting and whatever. And then, then there was kind of talk of like, if this works, like you come out and she was down for all that okay. shit. So it was kind of, it was that was the easy part. I get to California, I have a couple of bucks. I'm very excited. Uh-huh. And you start to, now you're a part of a skateboarder and I think Coston was popping at the time, oh I oh mean, yeah for, sure dude two thousand 2001 yeah. yeah I mean I know he was popping yeah but, <laughs> I'm saying, but I didn't and know Coston like yeah, yeah I didn't yeah. know no I didn't know no yeah yeah, you know what I'm saying right I knew, but I wasn't like you we were watching the videos yeah I was I mean, mean were, I no no I was you still were, you were I was still it. a part of it but I, you didn't You no one knew it no one I mean you knew but you didn't know until you knew right yeah, yeah. so it was funny like you get to the house and like I pract- I put my shit in like dude this house is gorgeous mm-hmm. and like I got the I have my own bedroom with a bathroom with like a modern fucking like a modern bed right right. <laughs> pillows <laughs> were buttery like everything was dope you know what I mean the cleaning yeah. lady would come oh I was chilling yeah and I kind of worked my way into California. Like I'm there for a month, and nothing's really happened yet. A mm-hmm. lot of golf. Oh yeah, <laughs> lot of lot of time at the nightclub. Okay, tons of time at the nightclub. Lots of golf. Lots of Are chilling. You looking for something so though, I, or were you just? So I was kind tried, it was more of, more of an osmosis thing. Yeah. And I wasn't trying to be like, "Hey, you got a job? Hey, you got a job? Hey, you got?" A, I wasn't like that, dude. I was kind of like, "Something's gonna happen, yes. and let me just let me see." Okay. Three months go by. Mm-hmm. I'm down to like, I'm on fumes. I'm at this point like, maybe a Western Union from your girlfriend. Maybe you didn't get one. Maybe you did get one. Mm. And I'm a failure again. Just nothing. Can't oh. do it. Uh, it's Thanksgiving right around the corner. Mm-hmm. I think I might have called someone to buy me a plane ticket home, and maybe I maybe I didn't. Maybe I did. <laughs> okay. But I got a plane ticket home, and it was maybe like Sunday or Monday. And your boy with no job is hopping the fence at is it la high the one okay, the yeah. big fence down um, like where beverly goes into downtown um belmont high belmont. school oh, oh belmont oh yeah belmont big fence yeah not good for yeah not, not good two if you're not, fences yeah and you gotta hop it and you're not even skating and yeah. you don't have a job and you're <laughs> fucking hating your life and you're in a Range Rover with eric and he's going <laughs> to hop the fence and you're like fuck it i just came from eating pancakes with you at the griddle. Right. And you had to pay for it. Like, just not in a good mood. Yeah. I'm sitting at this motherfucking school with, like, the worst feeling in my belly. Uh-huh. And I get a phone call. I get a phone call from in, who was the guy that started Lakai with them, who did Clay with Sung, who went back to DC Shoes. Oh. I haven't talked to him since I was at Clay, and Clay was like, way in the rear view mirror, like a mm-hmm. year ago. It was probably a year at that point where I wasn't even working with them. And uh, make a long story short, he's like, "We're we just hired a guy from Nike. He is changing, like, we're changing things around here. They're hiring like new designers and they're looking for someone, at the time they were calling it like a trend forecaster. Mm-hmm. Someone who knew about sneakers, someone who knew about like streetwear that was getting popular. Oh. Someone who knew about like, you know, I was wearing like Supreme at the time in 2000 and 2001, and I had like seven jeans on. <laughs> <laughs> like that was like hot at the time. You know? Right, right. Whatever, I have my shit together. Yeah. I've always have, I always will. I have my shit together. I'm looking for someone that has their shit together that understands the sneaker world. Okay, cool. He's He wants to meet you. What? Yes. <laughs> so literally the next day I say, Oh, no no sorry he said he wants to meet you on like on Wednesday I had 48 hours right. to get like a resume to like get down to San Diego to go I had a plane ticket oh. home. exactly so you remember yep. <laughs> I had a plane ticket home for Thanksgiving that Wednesday because Thanksgiving is on Thursday god damn I fucking crammed this whole thing in I called Lee DuPont because he's the homie mm-hmm. I'm like Lee. I'm coming down there. I need a place to stay for the night, but because I, I have this long ass interview, I don't feel like driving all the way back up. He's like, no problem. Da 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 da, da. dude. My resume i got to talk about my resume, dude. Let's hear. My yeah. resume. I, I'm gonna shorten the story by half an hour. My resume <laughs> is a picture of me, which I randomly had that my boy had—a picture of me in front of my sneaker collection. That was your resume, dude. I swear to God, that's my fucking resume. put the photo on their resume? <laughs> no, no, I don't know, no I don't, <laughs> like, not on the resume. That is my motherfucking <laughs> resume. It's a picture of me. I swear to God, this is true, and I can find it, and I'll send it to you. It's a picture of me like this in front of 400 pairs of, like, Jordans and Nike dunks and shit, and my name in the Supreme font, John Buscemi in the red box logo. Okay. And this is what it says. Industry insider, sneaker connoisseur, overall nice guy. That's my resume. <laughs> yeah. And I printed it out at Kinko's, 10 of them, photo paper, yeah. and went to this motherfucking interview. And the interview, if people, anyone would go to members DC, your interview wasn't one person. It's like a plethora. Yeah, with the gauntlet, yeah. Like it was a gauntlet. Like the HR girl, the fucking, the sales guy, the product guy, break, lunch, the person I'm supposed to be interviewing with, Ken, Damon, like Jeez. meet everyone. Yeah. And another alien moment I'm down there I have like I don't know if you remember the porno shirt that Supreme made they made an all over print with like these naked girls back in the days I had that shirt on with a sweatshirt over it so you only saw a little of it it's a pink (laughs) it's a pink t-shirt okay people minds blown (laughs) Yankee fitted seven jeans and a pair of like the rarest Nikes that you've never seen, like Air Force Ones from like London, whatever. Okay. <laughs> so I'm walking through like I'm I'm dude, I'm at the interview, I'm like doing my thing. Right. You know what I mean? And I'm going through these interviews and then like, like the HR lady, can I have your resume, please, sir? <laughs> dude, a photo of me in front of sneakers. Uh,
0: okay. Fucking incredible. It got me the job. That's incredible.
1: <laughs> it's incredible. So I meet with the person I'm supposed to meet with. I actually met with Ken and Damon. They're like, ha, 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 funny. They already knew about me through like Kelly and Huff or whoever. I've probably met them before. I actually met them during the NBA final in New York when they were signing Stevie. We're at Chelsea Piers. Again, just random skate fucking parties. You meet these people. Huff's wedding. I met Ken Block. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I go back to LA. I'm fucking waiting. I'm waiting. Like, you know when you get, go on a job and you like, we'll call you. The of guy course. was like, I'll call you. Yeah. <clears throat> I got my ticket. I'm like waiting, waiting. It's Thursday. I'm like, dude, I didn't know. Like, people wait like weeks. Jeez. I didn't know. Like, I was on Wall Street. I'm like, I thought this was like. Quick, so like, quick. Quick, yeah. let's go. Call me. I got the fucking job. Shovel shit against the wall. You got the job. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Nothing. Get on the plane. I'm in Thanksgiving. I'm fucking my house in Long Island. It's just like. What the fuck? My car's in LA. I don't have a job. A week and a half go by. I'm saying I'm driving I'm with my girl. I got to go fly back to fucking LA and drive my car back to New York. <laughs> what a fucking letdown. Jeez. The phone rings. The guy calls. I'm I'm going to be in LA. I, I want to meet with you. I want to talk about you like like a second interview. Oh, okay. It's like uh, something about Mary, Santiago, Chile. I was (laughs) there twice last year. I I was like, dude, I'll be in LA tomorrow at three.
2: (laughs) You know what I mean?
1: (laughs) Literally, total lie. Yeah, I fucking somehow get it together i get on tower air which i don't know if you guys remember that back in the days it was like kind of the jet blue of its time Ooh, you can okay. just like you actually had to call up and give your credit card before pre-internet oh, wow yeah. you had to call up and give him your fucking credit card over the phone it was so weird <laughs> crazy got a fucking flight got back to la go to fred siegel on melrose i meet this dude he's like you know talking and talking and talking the fucking he's like ordering dessert i'm like what dude i'm i'm I'm, I'm like, gonna lose it. I literally get up like this. Like, yeah. I'm like, dude, I think you're great. I think this is amazing. But, like, I need to know, man. I need to fucking know. Do I have this job or not? Wow. Like, almost an hour into a lunch. Yeah. He goes, he's, like, eating his, like, chocolate cake. He's like, dude, you had the job, like, two weeks ago. Like, relax. <laughs> I stop crying. You, yes. I yes. fucking cried, dude. Yes. I fucking cried. Not like, not like a, uh, like, right. like, I start tearing. I hug the dude. Wow. It was like one of those, like, you have no idea what this means to me. You know what I mean? Because it's like, it's all that do what you love, never work a day in your life. I'm about to become like a quote unquote, like, I'm going to be directing secret designers on what to make. Crazy. Like, craze. Yeah. What? Like, and DC was kind of like, not that they weren't, they always were popping in a different way, but. They were popping at the time. Yeah, like, right. it like it was
2: dope. Like it was like,
1: yeah, it was like Kalis and fucking, mm-hmm. it was a dope time yeah. for them. So I got the job and, you know, two years later, I mean, I've, i went you have to move to down there, move down years? there. Yeah. I live with Lee, dude, fucking, you got to get oh, Lee shit. on the show. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you yeah, could do a little me. 10 yeah. minutes on the Buscemi yeah.
0: month of me living with him.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. Wow, dude. <laughs> Oh man cuz he's a maniac he's you know a, a, I love him yeah. but you know he's a great
0: maniac
1: he's great yeah and I was a maniac and it was just it was funny so what, what But like- uh so I worked there and I was the international I worked on international projects I worked on like artist collaborations I worked with the fucking founders of the company on cool shit you know I worked on Stevie Stevie's shoe Josh's shoe worked with Rob on all the shit he was doing Oh, I was in it man yeah and I I became like you know a part of that conversation like I was like getting articles written about me in like skateboard trans world business like I had like an interview in Buscemi fucking trans world business it was like what it was dope but at the time it was like my boss was like dude why are you doing interviews (laughs) like you're just like work here I'm like nah bro that's not that's, I'm, yeah, but it's good for I'm business. going bro, it's yeah. good for business. Yeah, and, and it's then, good, like, for yeah, yeah. It good for you too. Um, yeah, yeah, we did a shoe that sold 100,000 pairs, bro. Wow. Like the wow. Josh Kalis shoe that I did with, for him was like the Kalis 4, I worked on it with him and that fucking thing banged. Like Crazy. we were making them money. Like it was like, it was, a, we were making fucking money, dude. Wow. We were killing it. Jesus. And then, you know, you get bored as a creative, I bet. you know, and and I learned, it was so funny, it was almost like, it, I was like getting my PhD. Mm -hmm. Like I, I was so excited about my job that I wasn't, it wasn't a job. It was like, I was living it like a skate, like, like how you, how you like when you first started skateboarding, it was like, it it consumed your entire fucking 24 hours of your day. Mm -hmm. Like I was doing shit at home when I got home and waking up early and going to the office and coming in on a Saturday and traveling and like, trying to get involved in things and starting things starting committees kind of you know crazy i was going nuts yeah and i think i moved a little bit too i'd probably still be there if i didn't wasn't moving so fucking fast oh what what do you mean by like why though i just moved too fast through everything there and then i kind of like tapped out you know like been there done that no i kind of yeah it was just kind of like I got so much knowledge too so quickly, and then the entrepreneurial spirit was like, uh, "It's time for you to go."
0: But with yeah. three
1: we, years, like a three year, three years, a three year run there. But like when when it's a time, harsh, three year when, run, harsh, harsh, like not harsh, great, amazing, okay, but harsh like the pace. Oh, got you traveling yeah. a lot, like never around, always doing something, mm-hmm. coming up with this, coming up with that.
0: But when you're when you're when you're three years in and you're you're ready to you know leave. Do you have anything set lined up, or are you just leaving? Absolutely. Are you okay?
1: So, uh, two friends of mine were starting kind of like an Italian American sportswear brand. Okay, and this is two thousand and f- f- the end of two thousand and five. Mm. Still at DC. Okay. Um, and in my in my office at DC, I was always working on my own things, ideas, mm. this and that, and mm-hmm. I came up with a brand called Gourmet. Gourmet. Yeah. So I was cultivating this brand. The idea of the brand was supposed to be like as this kind of like a lifestyle streetwear brand, Mm -hmm. all about food. Because through my travels at DC, I was eating well. <laughs> Fucking really well. No way. <laughs> way. Like, way, way. Like, yeah. it was like, okay, we're work. Like, when you went on a skate skate trip or even, you know, you'd skate yeah. for a certain amount of time and then it'd be like, all right, we're going to go bowling or what. I'm just yeah, riffing right? For sure, here, right, right. right. When, when we were on a trip, it was like, we'd work for eight hours and it was like, where are we eating dinner? Yeah. And then like the dude, you know, if we were in Japan, he was like, oh, we're going to eat dinner, we motherfucker. Got, we, right? got <laughs> the, we, we got, got the good We got the good spot, spot. Yeah. right. Right. And dc had money and it was like mm-hmm. it was corporate card time and it wasn't like we're, we weren't going to fucking outback steakhouse dude right never we were going to ruth yeah. chris we were going no even like oh even but, but like yes Nobu, yes ruth chris but like the local version which yeah, was like okay. the foodie version mm-hmm. and then it would be really specific like oh buscemi's coming like we need to outdo everything <laughs> we've ever done <laughs> and then i was you know i'm kind of like you know uh I'm not like this frail little dude. Like, okay, uh, are we going to dinner now? Are we getting tacos? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, dude. Like, give it to me. I want. I want. I used to challenge dudes like, nah, man. You need to bring it. You need really? to fucking bring it a little bit harder. Okay. And that became like a narrative. And then you're you're meeting people that work for DC. Like, mm-hmm. if you're in Australia, it's a DC. You are like, challenging them to like, yeah, and they yeah. know I was coming, yeah, and there'll be yeah. an e- there'll be an email like we're eating you know we're going to eat when i come into town right and then that foodie thing really i mean I now we, emails about eating and now you're like 16 <laughs> years later from i mean when i became a food i, I always say i became a foodie in 2003 because uh-huh. when i i was i was gone i think i was gone more than half the year traveling okay. at dc that one year and it was like i mean i can't even you can't this is pre fucking social like if i had social media in oh, yeah. two thousand, you're like anthony bourdain of like
2: skate culture dude
1: <laughs> i mean you'd be interviewing your killing people that <laughs> was killing it i mean i have some of these photos like on like you know like a fucking camera somewhere okay. I mean, I had that Samsung that uh, Akko and Atiba had, that blue one that took, like, decent photos. But, uh, they, yeah. like, you look at them now, I actually plugged some of those. I t- plugged my iPhone 1 in recently. Oh, <laughs> shit. They're shit. I the bet. photos are shit. Right. But anyway, um, I digress. <laughs> uh, so, food, foodie, big foodie. Yeah. I had a big head. Big, you know, I thought I was the biggest foodie in the, in the space. Okay. So, let's start a fucking... Obviously, we're going to start a brand. Gourmet. Gourmet. So, gourmet was, like you know, graphics of like two everything bagels on a shirt, and then in the middle of it said is, like mm. everything is everything. Oh. Or like there was, I had this graphic, like a Warhol bananas, and then I just put like, that's above it, oh. that's bananas. That's bananas, Like kinda yeah. like stupid little like graphics. play on words like, with yeah. the thing, yeah. Yeah, and that. then like, tr- I, I was like, like, there was like some truffles and mm-hmm. just like foodie shit, dumb shit. But I thought it was interesting. How did it do? Didn't do anything. It didn't happen. Oh, it didn't. What happened was I had this idea, and my friend Greg Johnson and Greg Lucci in LA, who mm-hmm. actually were involved in like, a Greg was on, worked with Sal at New York. Okay. When, I don't know if you remember, Sal Barbier was running New York for a second. Uh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. You remember yeah. that? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. This, this guy, Greg Lucci, who used to work for Adidas and shit, mm-hmm. Italian kid. And then Greg Johnson, who owned this brand called Situation Normal. He designed for Supreme. He designed for Stussy. They were doing this like Italian-American thing, like luxury guido culture. Okay. Like, like their idea was like that. Mm-hmm. And then I had this food thing. And then I'm Italian. And it was like, dude, that's pretty sick. We should like put this together. Oh. And I moved up to L.A., um to work on on that with those guys okay and in the meantime i had a job at oliver people's oh the sunglasses, the the eyeglass company that was kind of my i always say it was kind of my 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 appetizer into the luxury space mm -hmm. so i worked for larry light who was the founder and we we had a mutual friend that was the that ran the company okay and he knew like i understood this world the Mm-hmm. quote-unquote streetwear. What you know, was the name of the brand world. that
0: you guys were doing, You, you your buddies? Gourmet. So oh, that beca- was Gourmet. Oh, that, so that became was... Gourmet. I'm oh, sorry. Uh, I got okay. you. Okay. So, the, so the, graphic, yeah, the graphic
1: foodie shit right. for Gourmet didn't happen. But when we came together, it was like, let's call it Gourmet because obviously it had the best
0: Okay,
1: It's a great name. Yeah, it it's good a good name. name. Yeah, It was a good name. Did
0: that, it doesn't exist anymore. Does doesn't it doesn't
1: exist anymore. Yeah. We went on a pretty good run. We unfortunately we launched a brand in 2000 and back half of 2006 2007 Mm -hmm. and that's when like everything went ape shit fucking yeah shit hit
0: the fan 2007
1: 2008 the recession and then we're trying to sell like 500 hundred dollar cashmere hoodies and and like we were very early on like this whole kind of like high luxury streetwear shit Mm -hmm. very early it tanked but The saving grace was the second season we were doing Gourmet, we came up with these ideas for shoes. Mm. And you probably remember the shoes. And, like, all this dope apparel that we are making in Italy and all this sick stuff, like, tanked. No Mm -hmm. one bought it because it was too expensive. But it was like, oh, those little shoes you made, we love. And those took off. And we became a footwear company. So, Gourmet, we went on, like, a three or four year run the clothing
2: part tanked and then the clothing part tanked
1: but the shoes were great they were like the perfect price Mm -hmm. they were the perfect it was a kind of like this hybrid like Jordan kind Mm. of casual shoe like Like, high quality it was like a hybrid high quality hybrid basketball lifestyle shoe kind of like clay but more Uh. more like Italian sporty italian. italian yeah How exactly much were the shoes yeah. How much like 200 they bucks or whatever oh, okay. something hey. like that so like still a little expensive for the time right. but not like crazy like our, our apparel right so we went on like a three or four year run um everyone raced to it like vans vault and all mm. these brands kind of raced to that lifestyle like luxury lifestyle kind of mm-hmm. like sporty shit yeah and they we just got fucking crushed by got that crushed But I had a job at Oliver Peoples, and I was doing other things Mm -hmm. while I was doing Gourmet. And uh, you know, at at the end of Gourmet, it was like, what am I going to do? Again, another one of those like cross. I've I've been, you know, I've been in the corporate side. You know, now I left to do my own brand, and it's fucking not working. And now it's going out of business. And what am I going to do? I'm going to go back to what I didn't know what the hell I was going to do. Right. So, in 2012. There was a brand called Warby Parker that we all. I fell in love with this brand. It's I read an eyeglass brand, right? right. It's yeah. an eyeglass brand. So I worked at Oliver Peoples, but I left in 2011 to focus on gourmet solely. Mm-hmm. So I was out of there. But I always, I've just always been into the sunglasses and eyewear. It's just kind of my thing. And then now I worked at probably, arguably the best eyewear company in the world. Right. Like they're they're known as. The pinnacle eyewear brand, or not, not so much anymore. There's a lot of people, but mm-hmm. like when I worked there, and then since 1987, since they started, they were it. That gotcha. was it. Okay. Like in an American Psycho, like Paul Allen was like, you know, I eat at Dorcia and I wear Oliver Peoples glasses. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, like it right. was that. That was the shit. The 90s for Oliver Peoples, crazy. Yeah. Anyway, I was introduced to Warby Parker through like. A friend, And then I read an article on them. This is early direct. You hear this word direct to consumer all mm-hmm. the time yeah. for sure. Which is really just <laughs> been around for fucking 200 years. But n- <laughs> now it's the thing because of the internet. internet yeah. yeah. yeah so it's brand started on the internet, like cutting out the middleman. Mm-hmm. I just love that. I always kind of, I've, I've heard of that before. I always love, well, you know, growing up in Long Island, it was always like, something falling off the back of the truck or going to the price club or going to like costco it was always like a thing like dude i'm gonna get this fucking bag of sugar for like wholesale man <laughs> was a thing. it was like yeah. you got psyched on that yeah. you know what i mean it was, a, it was a deal yeah and it was always a thing mm-hmm. this is the same thing just packaged beautifully on the internet right and then it was like it would be amazing to start a footwear brand that had that ethos like you're paying $400 for a pair of Italian-made sneakers or a fucking boot or whatever, Uh you're only paying $400 because Gucci needs an ad in the GQ, and he needs to pay the fucking creative director $8 million a year, and then then we need a private jet. That's why that shoe costs But the shoe only costs 12 bucks to make. Yeah, the shoe costs... You know, I'll give it to him. That costs $40 to make. Okay, wow. But, yeah, Yeah, so something that costs $400... In the store, really costs thirty or forty dollars to make. Yeah, right? yeah. It yeah. always kind of, I understood it, and I understand that people need to eat and 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 companies need to thrive. Yeah. But th- there's a way you can get past that. So right. Greats was like, let's start a footwear brand that cuts all this shit out, and let's. And I'm not scared to say it. Let's copy Warby Parker what they're doing in the art. We didn't copy it to the T, but it was we drafted off of them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not from the look standpoint, just kind of from the process, like. We make a shoe for $25. bucks. Mm-hmm. we are selling it to you for 60 That's it, bro. That's it. That's it. There's no... What the, everything else in between, we'll figure out. Yeah. yeah. And that's what we did. And, you know, we started... You know, we started it small. We raised a little bit of money. Mm-hmm. People were really excited about this space, even in 2012. Now it's six years later. It's bananas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in 2012, the smart people were like, I like this. I'll give you money. Oh, yeah. So we raised some money. We started making the shoes and... You know, right out the gate, the first day we sold 300 pairs of shoes. Wow. And the next month we sold 3,000 pairs of shoes, and now this year we'll sell, you know, you know, Greats will sell, you know, I don't know the n- number, but right. in the six in the six
0: figures. Yeah. Wow! Now, yeah. when you first started of, of pairs, you know, right? And you when you first started Greats was that is that internet based or is the internet? That's it. That's it. That's all it was. It was a team of. How four, did you get? go ahead I'm sorry
1: it was a team of literally four people uh-huh. two full time people myself and Ryan Babenzine, who's the now the CEO and okay. the, the guy who runs the company I don't currently I don't work at Grates anymore no. I left a year after it started and mm-hmm. for other reasons mm-hmm. we'll talk about okay. but you know to start a, a direct to consumer business yeah you need someone to build you a website but you don't yeah, need yeah. to hire those people you can go hire a firm right. yeah you want to build some shoes? We we went to Mexico. We went to Guanajuato. Mm. It's Leon, Mexico, okay. which is the premier shoe making place in North America. We flew down there, and then the factory makes you your shoes. Right. I designed them, and Ryan worked on the marketing. Mm-hmm. You don't need too many people. That's why we can sell make a shoe for twenty and sell it for sixty. And that forty dollars in between doesn't need to be four hundred fucking dollars. There you go. You know what I'm mm-hmm. Right. 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 Because it's lean. You have a few people, and you know. Even the team now is such a it's such a huge company from like a from like a footprint side mm-hmm. size, but there's only still like 15 people that work there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where a regular company that has to wholesale yeah. and have salespeople and have a warehouse, we learned how to outsource. Even our warehousing is a is subcontracted to a company that it's called Shipwire. Oh yeah, Shipwire. Shipwire. Yeah. They do it all for you. Right. You know, and you the have third one party. guy. Yeah, yeah, it's a third yeah. party. And and. Greats is really the consummate, like it's really a benchmark of how to run a modern brand. You know what I mean? It's really cool.
0: But I always thought Greats was a great brand. Like I always thought you guys made good shoes and I always thought they could go into skateboarding too. Like I always thought people could get sponsored by the Greats. That's interesting. You know, we've been approached by, well, not approached. We've talked
1: to people about skating in the shoes. People actually have skated in the shoes, Mm -hmm. but, the model of sponsoring athletes yeah. and the amount of money that takes okay. doesn't make sense for our business model, I think, because of, like, like I said, there's, there's only so much in the middle. Right. Mm-hmm. And and they're not built for skateboarding. It's not built for skateboarding. Yeah.
0: They're not, but they look but, like they, they skate they could, I, really good. But, but it's like is
1: a van's old school built for skateboarding? It's no. built it's built for like getting shredded apart. But yeah. you skate them because you, feel your, you yeah. feel your board. You feel your board, they look cool. I think greats or any brand like greats. To build a skateboard shoe, there's a... I mean, I've built skateboard shoes for about three years straight at DC. Yeah. There's little modifications you could take to a regular shoe that you loved. Mm-hmm. And you know who's a wizard? Rob Dyrdek's a wizard at that. Oh, he yeah. was always a wizard at that. Mm. Like, he'd love the running shoe, the look. But you couldn't skate in a running shoe. Yeah. Right. But he always could like make. He could dro- like ride that line, and the the designers and the technicians and the engineers they'd actually like make that shit happen. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. You re- so you couldn't roll, you could your roll the on. ankle yeah. or like yeah. that. That technology actually works. Well, yeah. Had, it's all stolen. It's all stolen from basketball. Yeah. He had a yeah. DC shoe that looked kind of like an Air Max, right? Remember that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that thing would like you could skate in it. Kay? Yeah. And, like mm-hmm. they, they would test it too. It wasn't like just like oh look we did this. Like no they. There was, like, dudes testing it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Crazy. It was real, real R&D down there, which was pretty sick to work around that. It wasn't just, like, fake.
2: Were you around for the Legacy when it was being uh, designed?
1: <sighs> I was there for that. What do you think of the reissue? I'm not a big fan of it. I know? thought it looked tight when the dudes were skating in it, yeah. personally, because I saw dudes skating. I was like, oh, it's tight. I just never liked the look of it. No. It was just wasn't my thing. Yeah. Hmm. You know? I love the clocker and you know that yeah, she was tight mm-hmm. that type of dc shoe I or the stevie one? stevie one stevie one yeah the big big shoe. it was big but it would look like like if you were gonna go there like i remember then like it made sense it looked good
0: okay feel that's a i niche. don't know cinder block big cinder blocks man <laughs> and then after greats you went and did uh your own my eponymous brand Bouchemi, buchemi Bouchemi. I say Bouchemi. You say Bu- you could say Bouchemi. Now, why did you want to name it after your last name? Does is, is was it the 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 sound of it, or you just thought it'd be good, or was it? Uh... Okay, so when I started Grates, mm-hmm. at
1: the same time, like I told you, the personal brand, mm-hmm. which we don't like to talk about, but we'll talk about it, was was happening. Okay, so greats wasn't about me greats was about a proposition a value proposition about getting a brand out there that cut the middleman out Mm -hmm. you know didn't have to wholesale didn't have to kill you on the price Mm -hmm. okay at the same time and it wasn't planned i had a i had this story i've always been trying to tell a story at dc you know even at clay all the way back Through all of our peoples. I've been my whole story has just been aspirational kind of like street luxury thing. Mm -hmm. Like I've always been a spot I've always been attracted to the luxury space. Okay. Whether it was like we always needed polo back in the days or we wanted like the Louis Vuitton belt or or we wanted a BMW. Mm -hmm. Like you know, even Stussy back in the 80s, they took the Chanel logo and they flipped it, the shell yeah. number five. It was Stussy number four.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, Supreme back in the early 90s, they took the Louis Vuitton font and they made S's instead of LV's. Right. Mm-hmm. And they did money signs instead of whatever. As a culture, we've always been aspiring to be like this luxury thing. We okay. always love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jordan really nailed it, you know, back in the 80s was like, Okay, this is a sneaker, but it's designed by a fucking architect named Tinker Hatfield and he like his inspiration was a Ferrari. Right. And then you got the Jordan 3 and the Jordan 4 and it was like, oh my God, this is crazy. So I've always been attracted to that. So my DNA and my design ethos has always been that. Mm-hmm. So I've never been really able to tell that story. And now greats, funny enough, when I'm starting it, that's actually the antithesis of what I'm trying to do. Right. So I said, fuck it, I'm going to start this. It wasn't a brand. It was more of like an art project. It was a story. So I told a story through product. Let me make this weekender bag. It was telling a story about a guy. What is he going to, what does he want? So that first Buscemi project, Uh if you want to call it a collection, if you want to whatever you call it, it was six items. It was a weekender bag, beautiful hand-painted edge leather, Mm -hmm. beautiful bag, like you could go on a three-day weekend Like a guy could take this bag on a plane with him. It's like this sick bag with like tons of pockets. Okay. You could put your newspaper on the outside and your iPad and whatever. Then I made a dog leash, the most beautiful dog leash that (laughs) you'd ever, you've ever seen. Okay. Leather clasp, leather handle, gold clasp, hand painted edge, hand woven leather bridle with Mm. an 18 karat gold, uh, you know, clasp for the dog's, you know, collar. Okay. I made the java jacket. I talked to you. told you guys yeah, about the, the, the leather sleeve for your... For, mm-hmm. So you when you go to a meeting, you're the talk of the meeting. You know what I mean? Just
2: the little finger hole.
1: <laughs> little finger hole yeah. made out of 18-karat gold-plated uh, metal. <laughs> uh, beautiful calfskin leather, hand-painted edge, hand-sewn. Beautiful. Right. I made a leather tie, which was actually kind of a gag. Hmm. Back in the days, back in the 80s, if you had a leather tie, you were the shit. Like, mid-80s. Okay. But I took... Or a I, keyboard t- tie keyboard it was like it was <laughs> oh, yeah. a keyboard tie was actually le- made out of leather yeah printed leather the oh. keyboard tie was a printed leather but actually around that time if you, there was leather ties like black or red or navy blue or green mm-hmm. they were dope okay so i just it was it was more of kind of like an ode to back in the days i made a leather tie and then the shoe mm. so i took i took the idea of the most sought after handbag in the world, which is the Hermes Birkin bag. Every girl wanted one, every girl loved. It has a great story, Jane Birkin. Mm -hmm. You know, Hermes made her this bag. She wanted something that all her shit wouldn't fall out of. It was just like this mystique around this bag. And I was like, what if we made this bag into a sneaker? Right. I also had, like, a dream years before that. I had drawings of this shoe. I had a dream that my wife and I had broken up, and she has one of these bags, actually. Uh We had broken up, and I took her fucking bag, and I cut it up, and I made a sneaker out of it. It was a dream. (laughs) This is a true story. (laughs) I actually had a dream, and this is when Blackberries were popular, Uh and I was working at Oliver Peoples at the time, and I was on a trip, and I always trip out on... Not trip out physically, real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always... You ever, when you're in a hotel room, the first night in your hotel room, you have like a bad dream or you like wake up. Mm-hmm. I've always where had, am I? Yeah. Where am I moments? Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe because you had too much to drink or you fucking whatever. was <laughs> yeah. Or jet lag or something. Anyway, I woke up. I had this dream. I wrote it in my Blackberry. It was in there for years. So when I was doing this project, I'm like, we got to do this shoe. We do this. I made this like capsule of products for like this fantasy guy. Mm-hmm. Like, like not my fantasy guy but like but a guy like i I wrote a story of like who's the illest motherfucker alive kind of that was the vibe yeah like this dude is just the the man yeah yeah and all this shit is bananas and i made it (laughs) yeah and greats is happening Mm -hmm. and now i go and i show this in paris because my friends own this kind of show in Paris where emerging designers show all their shit and okay. I go to this show it's called The Capsule Show I'm in Paris I'm sitting at this booth kind of it's like a trade show but like fancier yeah it's not like so like trade showy. it's more like kind of like a gallery environment okay so you, people are walking up and like Ray Caracubo, she's like she started Combe de Garcon which is a famous fashion she's walking through there and editors of fashion magazines and this and that and they're all walking over to my booth and just like what what is this? <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'm John Buscemi, and you know, I've I kind of was explaining that some people knew who I was and didn't. Mm-hmm. I explained my story and I'm like, this is kind of like a project. I'm just made these six items. Hope you like it. And I'm like, this is great. This is really great. I love how what you're doing. Huh. And we actually after that show, we got five of the greatest like stores in the world, like Colette mm-hmm. and Union in LA and you know, uh, uh, a few stores in Asia bought into this stuff. Wow. They like loved it. Okay. And because of social media, I, I leaked it all, quote unquote, yeah. before it delivered and people just flipped out over it, especially the shoe. Yeah. And the shoe delivered to these stores and it was sold out before the shoe even got there, like wow. waiting list.
0: So it was crazy. Were you tripping like, oh, I, was I got tripping. something like this. I was is, this, tripping. Is,
1: this could be big. I was tripping because, well, not only was tripping because I started a brand called Grates and like now that's doing well, but that was kind of a slower, mm-hmm. you know, that's put on the simmer. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It was like simmering. Mm-hmm. This went to straight to fucking the, the mm-hmm. oven on high, 500 degrees immediately, quick, done. <laughs> wow. So now I'm like, my day job's Grates. This other thing is not my day job. Mm I did it by myself. I mean, I have the factory in Italy working on it, and my brother-in-law was helping me, and a couple people were kind of, like, hovering around it. Yeah. But then, to make a long story short, I went back to Paris six months later showed a little bit more of the range. And then it just went fucking completely apeshit.
0: Cause these are expensive. Right, yeah. and, but like how much were the shoes too? Like you so, selling the shoes. So for... the shoe, which is
1: basically the main attraction and that's mm-hmm. the biggest part of my business now. Cause I'm a, I'm a shoe guy. Yeah. When we went to make the shoe price didn't matter. The idea, I mean, when you're making a piece of art or you're going to build a table for yourself or you're doing something, it did. It was like I need all these things to make what I need to make. Yeah, I'll figure out what it costs. Mm-hmm. So, f- fortunately or unfortunately, it depends on the way you look at it. The shoe cost about two hundred dollars to make. Mm-hmm. Just okay. to make. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you not, know what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. So. The rule of thumb, like I told you before, some some of these big brands times that motherfucker by ten. Yeah. yeah. So I could have charged two thousand dollars for this sneaker. I want I didn't it wasn't like the greats thing. It wasn't supposed to be so democratic. Yeah. We were just like, you know, we're gonna charge nine hundred dollars for it. Which is actually half or a little bit less than half of what we could have charged for okay. it right? in the luxury space. Right. So whoever's listening out there, you actually got a value at nine hundred dollars, but that's neither here nor there, but you're getting a lot, right? Yeah. You're getting a shoe that's handmade, a sneaker that's handmade in the same ways that Italian fine footwear has been made for hundreds of years right? in the same factories and by the same people with the brands like Chanel and Louis Vuitton and Gucci in the same factory. Okay. Number one, number two, if these people use this material here, I use this one. Mm. Like this leather wasn't soft enough. I'm using this one. This sole isn't comfortable. I'm using the I t- I did it on purpose. Yeah. I took every element that the pedestrian luxury sneaker was doing and okay. I took it up a notch. I think that's what won because I think the quality mixed with obviously it looked good and people yeah, thought okay. it was cool. Right, right. But that taking the quality up a notch mm-hmm. helped us a great deal, you know yep. what I mean? And that's was but that's not, that's a big part of success
2: like price gouging them either
1: no like yeah i think people understood and especially guys mm-hmm. i think at 2010 things shifted a bit you had brands making you know brands were making shoes for guys that were like five six hundred bucks and people were like okay with it yeah. even like it's funny talking about keenan keenan was buying those prada sneakers back in remember i don't know he used to rock them shits all the time uh-huh. they were like those were like 350 bucks back in like 2005, 2004. Crazy. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So that, you know, everything's kind of doubled, right. you know, in in almost 20 years. Yeah. So, you know, a guy buying a pair of shoes for 600 bucks wasn't so crazy. Mm-hmm. And now if he's there, okay, look what I'm getting. Right. 900, so I'm not, you know, this, this is obviously, it's a, cer- look, it sounds a little crazy what we're talking about. <laughs> it's a certain amount of people in the world, but like, yeah you know, we pay $1,000 for an iPhone X, you know what I mean? Like like people have different priorities. Like me, I'm a sneaker guy. Like I would pay, right now I'd pay five grand for a Jordan if I wanted. Okay, you know, because I'm a psychopath (laughs) sneakerhead. You'd really pay five grand for- Probably, but I mean, not every day. Like it would probably be like once in a five year Uh, span, I'll go and splurge on something. Yeah. Like I go to flight club probably a few times a year now where I used to, it was more back Mm. when they first started, but Mm -hmm. I like to like peruse. Yeah. You know, just but like. I, but now it's kind of crazy like the things that I would want like really really want like now you know now it's getting out of control <laughs> gonna... I mean some of these sneakers are like twenty twenty five thousand. 25000 now seriously yeah. what, what the fuck kind yeah. of sneakers so what happens is this is like very M&M's easy like Eminem's Jordan is like yeah, 20k right. exactly. it's a great it's a great example yeah. so economics 101 is supply and demand yeah know. of course you know it's of easy course. like M M&M yeah. makes 12 pairs of his shoe they're gonna sell they the sneaker community now is exponential. Mm-hmm. You got five million core sneaker fucking heads. Oh, I'm yeah. just making this up, but that's probably the number. Yeah. Yeah. Out of that five million, the one super one percenters, they're all there might be billionaires. Yeah. True. There's probably five billionaire sneaker heads. Yeah. Uh, that's probably a real number. Yeah. Okay. And now that billionaire is like twenty grand for a fucking Eminem Jordan. Easy. Let's go. Yeah. I'll take <laughs> all of them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean that's kind of right. you know, like the supreme thing. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Supreme's 25 years old, 24 years old. Uh-huh. You do a collaboration with Louis Vuitton. Your 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 fan hilarious. base, it's pretty hilarious. Yeah. yeah.
2: They basically got a assist back in the Exactly.
1: Day. To me, it's pretty hilarious. Yeah. I, I think it was executed well enough to not be completely hilarious. Okay. <laughs> I think it was actually... I got mixed feelings about it. Oh, do you? Yeah. I have mixed feelings about it. But... The, the fan base of Supreme is so wide and then the Louis Vuitton fan base is so wide. Like, right. you know, it's easy to sell a $60,000 steamer trunk with a sne- skateboard in it. That's
0: Yeah. yeah. What about with your shoes? Are you trying to get, are you... I'm like, not trying to make anything for 60 grand. No, Let's no, no, no not 60 grand. But are you saying <laughs> like, oh, well, I could sell $900 shoes. So maybe now I could sell $1,500 shoes or yeah. $1,200 shoes or whatever right. it may be. Or, right. Or do you build a shoe not... Like you said, you don't care but about. The I don't. I don't see. That's just, that's my problem.
1: Maybe oh. that's my problem, my gift or my curse. You just yeah. want to make the best product possible. Usually, when you're designing something, mm-hmm. you you have to be working inside of a box. Mm-hmm. So, oh, the, you know, you're at. DC shoes. Yeah, we need to have this shoe at nine ninety nine dollars. Okay. Yeah. Okay, you can make a shoe for twelve dollars and seventy nine cents. So that what you know, I'm just making these numbers up. Yeah. But of you understand, it's yeah. like you know your t shirts for the nine club. Yeah, you can't make a t shirt with a, a ceiling, leather pocket. Right? You know, yeah, mm-hmm. there's a ceiling. Yeah. yeah. When I started Buscemi, there was no ceiling. It was like this is what I want to make. This is how much it costs, and then we'll price it. Yeah. Okay. And that's pretty much now that. We have a little bit of, we have like, if we come out with something that's like, all right, man, we can't sell this at this price. Yeah. We have had those moments. Yeah. This is not going to work. And, really? then we, and then those things don't happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But, what, but but do you ever think, like, God, maybe it could happen. We've tried to do things at a lower price. Okay. And then the thing came out. It's still too expensive. Oh. Does that make sense? I see yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Like, we made a slide. And we had that moment. It was like, damn, man, this thing is so beautifully made. We actually worked on it with a new technology where... Some of the slides that you guys buy or we buy is like mm-hmm. that plastic footbed. It's mm-hmm. like cheap. Yeah. yeah. We took that shitty plastic footbed and we drilled holes through it, all the way through it, because we wanted to get air around it. Mm-hmm. And we did a vacuum. We vacuum sealed the entire plastic out, you know, inner of that slide mm-hmm. in leather. So now you're slipping your foot into leather and put a rubber sole on it. Yeah. And we did the leather, wow. you know, the beautiful. And it came out, you know, it was going to be like, well, it is. But back then, it was like, damn, this is going to be 300 bucks. Mm. We're a little nervous, man. Oh, really? And it banged. It did yeah, well. did, did well. It well. did well. When you're doing stuff like that, is there like minimums that you have to make and stuff like that? Or yeah. Is- With that project, funny enough, yes. But okay. usually, no. Because the the nature of the things that we make and the handmade nature of the things we make, the quote unquote producers in Italy that we work with they don't they they can make 12 or they can make 12,000 mm. oh, wow. it just takes time it's yeah. a time thing yeah. yeah, it's not like you know I'm sure some of those like factories some, look at it as a, some a, a challenge fa- some of the factories some of the factories in Italy are like I can't make it won't make sense if I'm making a thousand of these okay then but that's those are the big boy factories those are factories for like the huge billion dollar Mm -hmm. companies we're not there so we work with smaller kind of like artisan one-off type of guys that are like oh if you do have to make twenty thousand of these we'll figure it out oh but we're never you know we're uh we're in the hundreds (laughs) you know we make hundreds of shoes per style we don't make thousands you know
0: interesting you know
1: okay in a year we will make you know Thirty or forty thousand pairs of shoes. You know what I mean?
0: Wow. I mean, it sounds like a lot to me. I mean, yeah.
1: no, nah, but when you're working, you know, that would be one color of a shoe at DC, of right. like okay, of the pure in black yeah. white. You yeah, know, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, what I'm saying that thing's like a banger. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they're selling. I don't know. I think at the height, you know, fourteen or fifteen million pairs of shoes a year. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Well, it's a <laughs> lot of oh, fucking shoes. Fuck yeah. 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 At, at knees at their height. You know, millions yeah. of Crazy. pairs of shoes a year. Mm-hmm. Millions. Damn. Even fucking, I remember working at DC in Fallen. Mm-hmm. They were doing like 500,000 pairs of shoes, bro. Damn. Crushing it. Crazy. Wow. Inland Empire, heavy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Black socks to the knees. Let's go. <laughs>
2: metal
1: militia. Metal militia, metal let's metal. go. Metal. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Oh,
0: so man. Buscemi is doing good you guys are killing it you guys are yeah. killing it. yeah we're in our we're in year five year five year five we've
1: you know we've launched women's we've launched kids we have three retail stores now we have okay. one in new york yep we have one in las vegas and C- caesar's uh, forum shops okay sick. we have one in toronto oh not a one in la nothing in la yet no la is a difficult like retail environment i think it's like hard to it's very hard i think it's hard to open a store in la that unless you're like some huge company Mm -hmm. that has you know disposable income to be able to open a store and not you know or you know you're on rodeo drive or you're on like certain you know what 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 we're doing it's very difficult in my opinion for like foot you know Who's gonna walk in this? People just don't walk in a store right. and buy a nine hundred dollar pair of shoes, you know? Right, right, right. So I think LA could be a little bit later down the road and mm-hmm. smaller format. Maybe. Okay, you no, know, because what we sell now is like they're 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 in, you know, if in you know, Vegas. You know, it's like people are right. shopping. You know, it's, yeah, in high know, end New York City and Soho. It's yeah, like yeah. we're in the right. You know, LA. It's. Yeah. Rodeo drive doesn't really make sense for me, you know. Interesting. Like, like, I don't think that would make any sense. Huh. Truff. So Truff is uh is the brainchild of one of my partners. Okay. My partner's son and his best friend, basically. Okay. They had this idea to do um, a hot sauce. Hmm. But they didn't want to do something just Pedestrian. They want to do something a little bit luxe.
0: Okay, you're in that space,
1: Ooh, yeah. okay. and I'm in, that, in that space. That <laughs> I like that space. You know, I like that space. Nine hundred dollar ball of. A uh, yeah the 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 hot sauce is nine hundred. <laughs> 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 Imagine. That oh looks... my god, it's gold gold leaves right. and stuff. Shit
0: gold. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've been you know on the entrepreneurial kick lately, yeah. investing in small things here okay. and helping people out and mm-hmm. and using my time instead of you know wasting my time i've been helping people with projects stuff like that so okay. i threw a couple bucks and threw some knowledge at them yeah i brought in a partner oh. aaron levant who's from agenda okay. complex con mm. formerly mm-hmm. now he's doing some new big project but he's also an investor entrepreneurial type of guy and he was going to start a hot sauce with his mom his mom's like Super connected lady, and I was like, ah, "Don't do that." Why don't we all just kind of do it together? Ooh. And uh, yeah, we launched Truff uh, a few months ago. Okay. It's going. It's it's funny how hot sauce is very. I, I, ne- I haven't been in like the consumable space, yeah. the the food space, right? You know, you could see why there's a line at, at In and Out every day. You know, yeah. of, like fifty cars, right? You yeah. know, food is it's a crazy business. I bet. I bet. So you know, you, you we've launched the thing two months ago, and you already have like. You have like ten dudes who have ordered it like five, six times off the website. <laughs> oh, yeah. like, really? Ridiculous. Yeah. And then like we've engaged. Well, they have. They've engaged with these people, and it's like, you know, you see like testimonials or reviews or like right. kind of like Yelp review type of oh, things yeah. on our website. And it's like I'm addicted to this shit, and I love it. And You I'll can love kill a bottle it. of hot sauce real quick. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. And, and the hot sauce, you know, even me, I, you know, I have the promo. Oh. I have truff at the house. Okay. Yeah, I, I've used two bottles in two months. You know, what yeah. I mean? oh. so. Even you know if you have tapatio in the house, or if yeah, you have yeah, sriracha, yeah. sriracha goes a little bit slower because it's a little hotter. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The truffle is cool because it's not so hot; mm-hmm. it's just hot enough, and then it has like this super cool truffle. If you're into truffles, you're like, yeah, wow, you're into that swanky shit. What? How many? How much does a bottle <laughs> cost? The cost. Uh, Online is fourteen ninety nine. It's not bad no, Again, it's a it's it's not a value proposition. It's right. actually we priced it because that's what it costs. It has like real agave in it. It has you know the real chilies in it that are okay. the, c- prepared in the correct way and the mm. oil and right. and the black truffle. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you're getting you're getting the real shit. Right, right. We don't make the fake shit around here. Yeah.
0: <laughs> And not only truff. Well, I can't wait to try it. Maybe, we, maybe we you could send us a nice care I'm package. I'm gonna send you a care of, uh, package. Maybe trough, some slides.
1: Amazing. Maybe some slides. Some sli- you oh. guys can walk around with some slides. I need some what? slides. Yeah, I you some, need some slides. So tight. Yeah, you need some slides. Kelly has a shoe here.
2: sponsor. You can't give him. I don't have a no.
1: slide sponsor. No, but he. Yeah, he has a, <laughs> but it's a different, all, a different price is, yeah, priced category. Right, you know, right, he doesn't right.
0: have a luxury shoe
1: sponsor. Yeah, no. yeah, true. I need. I need some three hundred dollar pair of slides.
0: But right. listen, uh, yeah, we slides, um, some trough, um, and uh, maybe a couple sandwiches from Uncle Polly's Deli. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Give That's us the, gift the closest to my heart. Is it? Yeah. Uncle Polly. So you just opened this deli in right. uh, Hollywood? Uh, no.
1: Well, I guess the technical term is. Uh, Beverly Grove. Okay. Mm, That's the technical term. Gotcha. We're, you know... Los Angeles. Yeah, Los Angeles. (laughs) We're we're between Fairfax and La Cienega on Beverly. Okay. If you know the Los Angeles area.
0: Right near the Grove. Mm. There you go. Okay.
1: AKA Beverly Grove. Beverly Grove. I've been out here a long time. Yeah. And, you know, you got Bay Cities. You got... You got... Which is uh, a great
2: deli. One -hmm. of the best delis in the world. Love
1: it. Then you have... I want to call it Third Street Deli downtown. Mm-hmm. You have Claros. You have you have other Italian delis in like in in a in a in a radius. Okay, but w- w- how we grew up in New York and, and Paulie from Queens, my partner and uh-huh. me in Long Island, literally every other block is an Italian deli or a pork store or a sandwich shop or some type of Italian market. Okay, out here it's more like it's a LA's transient there's like you know there's nothing there's the food scene is really just 10 years old in LA you yeah know, even less okay so you have base who wants to drive the bay cities every day in Hollywood you know it's tough yeah. Yeah, yeah and we're like sandwich people so anyway the deli was brought to you out of necessity okay we it's 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 kind of one of those stories like at a barbecue literally at a barbecue like yo we should open a deli like Two years later, there's a deli. No way. <laughs> no, seriously. Like it's just like one of those classic stories. Yeah. What are you doing? Uh, nothing. Uh, what are you doing? Well, I got a couple bucks. Yeah. Let's open a deli. So I, you know, I put up some of the money and there you go. Paulie runs it, and we came up with all the ideas together. We brought in this guy Frankie Pinello, who owns Best Pizza in Brooklyn. He has oh. actually the pizza show on Vice. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. He did our menu. He came out and he stayed with us for like a month and worked on the recipes with us. Wow. And now we have Austin Taylor in there, who, another you know skater down with the Supreme guys okay. and chef worked at Spago. He's our day to day chef. Wow. So we have like like a real chef making sandwiches that were inspired by like the sandwiches we grew up eating. So it's like a real Italian sandwich, man. It's like, check out uncle Polly's deli on Yelp. Yeah. Seriously. So read the review. It's like bananas. The reviews. Seriously. Like, yeah. yeah. I went, dude, it was fucking great. Oh, man. you went? Yeah. Oh man. shit. My bad. I didn't know. Oh no, it was me and Don Sick. Brown. Went. Okay, cool. We made it. We're like, Oh, we got to go check it out. We went in. We, it was good. People were there. I got turkey pesto. It was banging. So it's like everything that I've done, you know that's me meant anything is like taking something that we've we had and like like lifting it a right bit. so yeah. you know the Italian combo or the turkey pesto it's like just a little bit a
0: little bit a little bit a little bit lux a little bit huh? lux a <laughs> little bit lux than like you know
1: than your average right pedestrian shit you know
0: being the entrepreneur guy you know being all these I mean amazing companies that you've created and been a part of and stuff with what, what any advice to people out there that wanted to go do, I mean, like you just said, is everything's out of necessity and whatever right. and, and passion, but, but anything you could offer, you know, to some I think, people out there? I think the have... best advice, I think the best uh, advice I
1: always give okay. is there's nowadays things are moving so fast and everyone thinks they're an entrepreneur and everyone thinks they have a good idea and yeah. everyone thinks that they can go get it. Right. But what happens is there's a process involved in all of that. Okay. I think the best advice is, and what I saw in my career, is actually go work for someone that has either had success or is on the verge of success or is currently being successful Okay. and steal every fucking thing that they do. Because at D.C., which I always say, I got my Ph.D. down there, Mm -hmm. I sucked that place dry of the fucking knowledge. Oh, yeah? I did, man, and I spent three years... You know, steal like an artist, but no, there's so many, I even see it, even, even my son, he's going to mm-hmm. be 10 years old. He okay. wants to start a brand. Oh, it's like, that's cool. You know, when I was your age, I was customizing hats and doing t-shirts. Let's start there. Right. Like, like you want to go all the way, like you want to just go Wah! fast forward to like the end. Yeah. No, you got to like, you got to spend some time learning some shit, man. Yeah. Yeah yeah and that that's the that's that's my advice like being an entrepreneur is great being creative great being Mm -hmm. like indie is great but all those 90% of those people that are like indie and this and like people like me or people that you know that have been successful independently Mm -hmm. really stole some ideas from other people right Right. and that's a fact yeah has anyone given you a piece of advice that you think about like every day my mother god rest her soul she passed away a few years ago Mm. um She never gave me advice. I don't, I don't like live off of advice. I think, I feel like I have her, I have like this someone like behind me or on my shoulder, like don't be complacent. You know what I mean? Like why are you sitting on the couch? You're on the couch for too long. Like I'm always, I have, it's not advice. I have this like kind of like innate motivation. My my, my mother really instilled that in me. It was like, if you're not doing, what are you doing? Like it was always like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know? If I came home like I skate, we were skating even like for like fifteen hours. She she loved it. Like yeah. like if you're in the hat, like my you know I've had experiences like people just being complacent. Okay, but that's that's the only advice I could give. You know, right? Don't fucking be complacent. Go out there and do cool. something. Just do something. Yeah, go and do it. It's great. Advice. Even if it's wrong, do it. Go yeah. volunteer somewhere, man. Yeah. Even if you have if you wanted if you have a job mm-hmm. that you hate and you want to go do that over there. You got to work at your job for eight hours and then go, like, work at that one for free for five hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Do it. Right. It's fucking worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: That's my advice. Get off your ass.
1: Get off your motherfucking ass.
0: Yeah. When are you going to invest in the Nine Club? You <laughs> have <laughs> like, well, the, the investor package. Was...
1: You have the investor Well, we a, you
0: know what? I got a PDF. I'll, I'll uh, you <laughs> know. <laughs> Send <laughs> me the PDF. Yeah. I'm very excited for you guys. Well, thanks, you know. dude. Thanks. You know, when
1: you were very, um you know, When you thought you were only going to do nine episodes and we were at dinner a few years ago, (laughs) that was just a bunch of horse shit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, but you you you, guys made it happen. When we were at dinner and you were saying like, dude, you're going to kill it with this. Like, I know it. I could already fucking tell. And I was was sitting there thinking like, why does he think that? Like, I don't even know why you even say, because like, we're just talking with skaters we're just having a conversation well first of all it was there
1: was was something missing in it was missing it's called white space I love white
0: spaces okay
1: like empty spaces why isn't someone doing that over there blue ocean I love that yeah Yeah. and it was like when you said it I'm already like a podcast weirdo like psycho like I've been you know I have any spare time I have if I'm not reading which is very rare Mm -hmm. I'm listening to a podcast like yeah you know I'll have the earphones on at the golf range. I'll in the car on the plane. i uh, if a podcast like dies on the plane because I didn't download the whole thing. I'm like upset. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm, but I knew because I know podcast right. world now because I've um, engulfed in it. Yeah. from a consumer standpoint, mm-hmm. there was like, there's no skate podcast right. Who's doing any No one's doing it. Really? now there's going to be a bunch of clones coming. There are. You know?
0: There are already. There's a few. There's a few? Yeah. So this is our last episode. Uh, yeah. Other people are coming into our space, and uh, yeah, we're, we're done. We're moving on. Yeah. No, but uh, man, this has been fucking amazing, dude. Thank you guys. You know, thank you so much. What could you? What advice can you give me, bro? I mean, uh, <laughs> you wanted to, if I, my fashion sense, what would you've you... You've always had it together. No, no but... No, I no, just... you've
1: always had it, like, just right there. I just... You know, you never over the line. Yeah. You're never flagrant. No. There's never purple, you know? <laughs> you kind of just... Just keep it like you know, gr- like
0: gray tones, mm, some denim, black. black. And, yeah, yeah, You don't sure. want to get in trouble. No. Tr- don't, you don't. No. Don't just just Air Max Jordans or what no. would you do? No G jacket no. like you. Maybe, no? maybe maybe a denim jacket. Oh, denim jacket. denim jacket. Maybe a denim
1: jacket. Some you, you don't have a denim jacket? No, I don't have a denim jacket. You should have a denim jacket. That'd be tight, Everybody too. should nice. have a denim jacket. Little, I their... think everyone should have a denim jacket in the <laughs> in the ensemble. <laughs> yeah. You no, know you would you? You could keep your same aesthetic. Okay, and just level up oh what do you mean you know you can go from the free button down that you got from yes.
0: from someone from uh ruka yeah ruka is mm-hmm. nice mm-hmm. Yep, good and then guys. you
1: could go you know maybe to uh, a james purse or something you know interesting like very soft maybe longer lasting yeah how much is a james purse i don't know
0: uh <laughs> You're on your way to
1: to making so much money. It doesn't matter. Well, listen, (laughs) bro.
0: Before I get there, maybe you could uh, put it on the Buscemi card. (laughs) We'll take you shopping on an experience episode. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: Hey,
0: man. Thank you so much for stopping by, dude. John Buscemi. Good times. Thank you, John. Hell yeah, dude.